What up? This is episode three of A Podcast with Mo, season two. But you only need season two. Ignore season one. We'll probably recover it all again. Um, and all the stuff we won't recover, not worth it. You know, who cares about all the stupid COVID episodes and all that dumb shit? And if you really want, uh, we have highlight episodes you can go check out uh, of at least the first 60 episodes, something like that. Um, and then I'll, I might do one of those a month or something. You know, I'm still trying to figure out the plans. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't like the fact uh, some of these are going to be recorded pretty early before they come out. But uh, the reason is I'm trying to just get them ready, uh, you know, have a few ready to go so we have some good momentum. And I'm trying to get them also on YouTube. So if you are the type of person that would prefer uh, to watch these on YouTube, it's not a video yet. You know, someday in the future it might be. It is just our podcast image. Um, but they are there in segments without the music. So it does link to some of the music if I can find them on YouTube. Um, but that's something we're doing. But I need a little time to get that going, of course, get my methods set up. Um, but I, I'm trying to keep it also more evergreen. I want to do less current event stuff. But I know it's just going to happen. Right? Like Snappy's going to get here and he's going to be like, hey, did you see this shit this week? And I'm like, I got to talk about that. Uh, so it is going to happen. But I'm trying to do a little less if possible. So, um, all right. First things I got to get to here at the top. Uh, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash a podcast mo. Now at the time of this recording last night, me and skinny got a little fucked up, a little intoxicated, and we recorded the first secret show. It is basically my top five, uh, sexual, awkward sexual moments but really I, I mentioned way more than five and even a couple I'm not gonna lie I get a little braggy and I feel odd about that I hate you know bragging about any uh sexual prowess but it was a fun conversation I was I mean I don't drink often and I uh I was a little drunk and skinny I think was enjoying it he doesn't get to see that side of me very often um I think it was eye-opening talk about anal sex uh, you know, things like that. Um, maybe if you're lucky right here, I'll put in a little clip as a teaser. All right. First, I'm starting with is going to be something. This one's more. I look back in shame in some way. Right. <laughs> and then in other ways, I wish in general of my sexual life. Uh-huh. I wish I had way less shame. I feel like in the moment, especially when I was younger, mm-hmm. um, like pre 21 or whatever, <laughs> I would say that. I always was like worried about what other people thought about who I fucked. Right. In a way that like in high I wish if I could ever go back, I'd be like, you fuck fuck all of them. Right. Like, you know, like, why do you care what fucking other guy thinks about anyway? You know, like, but there was definitely a thing that played into it. Yeah, you, you know, had your standards. Okay. <laughs> for sure. I had standards for no fucking reason. And then I didn't. When it actually came down to it, I didn't. So it was like this pretend standards. And that plays imperfect actually to this one. Um and that'll come out uh, February 3rd. So my idea is these secret episodes, we're going to do the first Friday of the month. So if you join our Patreon, patreon.com slash a podcast mo at the $5 level or up, that would be at a, so we have three uh, tiers now. We have the $1 tier, which is a fan. That's just to show your support, show you appreciate it. You will get a one-time shout out for that. Since the podcast, since we're recording before the new Patreon is launched, um, that's why we haven't shouted anybody out yet, to be honest. That's why. But we will once, you know, we catch up and all that. Um, and then for 
uh, five dollars, you'll be a better fan, and that'll get you a one-time shout out, and then also access to the secret shows every month. And then if you're at the ten dollar level, that is the co-producer level, you will get shouted out every episode uh, plus the the secret shows. So those are. Uh, the tiers, if you're interested, if you're not, I totally get it. If you want to wait until we have six secret shows built up and then you pay your $5, listen to all of them that month and then cancel. I get that. I mean, I've been poor. I get it. Um, but you know, it is something we have to try to do, uh, to get a little revenue around here, you know, buy some party supplies, if you will. And, um, uh, I will shout out to people that are, have not canceled yet from season one. So my mother is still signed up. I hope she does not listen to this episode. I, mean, I can't stop her, but uh, I hope she doesn't. Um, my saving grace is that you, the right now the audio is uploaded just to Patreon. So you're going to have to listen to it on Patreon's website or maybe through their app. Uh, but hopefully my mom can't figure that out. So she'll never hear some of the shit I admit to on this episode because it, it gets embarrassing. Um, also, the two other people are Forgotten One. Uh, you know, he's been off social media at the time of us recording this for a little while and, um, you know, hope he's doing great out there. So maybe that's why he just hasn't canceled because he forgot about it. And then it's your boy h2.com. He's also still signed up. So he might, he might stick around as a co-producer as well. Um, and then hopefully we get some more people, you know, to jump back on board and, uh, and really be a part of it. I'm also going to say our merch shop, shop.spreadshirt.com. That's on it. It's now a podcastlemode.myspreadshop.com, I believe. Um, they, I got the new season two logo. So if you like that, uh, I would recommend just a black shirt with that logo. I think it looks clean. Um, we might do more in the future, you know, if we uh, come up with some fucking fun ideas or something. I don't know. But right now, I'm just keeping it simple with that for the season two logo. Um, I just ordered some myself and uh, I'm pretty excited to get them. And then, um, yeah, I guess it. I was going to say the secret show, but I already, already mentioned that. So, all right. Well, the plan today is we are going to call the homie Soko Southern Comfort out of Macon, Georgia. And he's a member of Graveyard Entertainment, which is like uh what are they, a collective, a record label, or I don't know, something like that. Um, they are some of my favorite people on the internet. You know, I I only have a few people I really like. I mean, obviously he's the first person calling in. Um I, what I like about him personally is he seems excited to be a part of this podcast. And that goes a long way for me because there's nothing worse than fucking feeling like you're dragging someone to be on a podcast, you know? And I know sometimes you get good results when certain people come on, but, uh, you know, I prefer the ones that are easy, you know? And trust me, he's easy. So we also have a song coming out next week. Um, so y'all go look out for that. Make sure to follow us both on Spotify or Apple Music or Tyler, wherever the fuck you listen to music. Um, but, Anyway, Southern Comfort, I call him SoCo. Let's give him a call. Let's give him a call. What up? What's up? What up? What's up, man? How you doing? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What up? What up? Hello, hello. Man, I'm alive, so ain't nothing to complain about, brother. How you feeling on your end? Honestly, I'm super shy and introverted, and it's weird to have people I've never met before uh, talk to me, but we're going to do that right now. Great to be on, man. I feel like... Yeah. What's good, bro? How you doing? Hey, Mo. What's going on, man? Um, are we recording? Uh, What's up, man? What is going on with you, Mo? Welcome to season two, is what I would say to myself if I were you. 
yeah, it's uh, I'll be honest. I know I'm not the shit talking top, but I'm I'm feeling real proud of season two so far. I've at the moment recorded episodes one, two, and then the secret episode that comes out Friday. Everyone should go pay money to listen to that. And um, I saw that Patreon exclusive. That's dope. Yeah, it's it's we're going to try out. I've done a lot of research over my time off, and that's how most Patreons grow is by doing exclusive episodes. And it makes a lot of sense, you know, but it is for like the hardcore fans. It's going to be like the few of y'all that really listen, you know, and want to go deeper. You know, I don't know. It's it's fucking embarrassing as fuck. I'll tell you that. I went a little too far, drank a little bit, but <laughs> got to get the fans, you know. Hey, you know what, though? Look, it always starts out as a few fans and then it grows. So ain't nothing wrong with that. I say let your nuts hang and be proud of what you got going because... I'm excited. I'm excited. You decided to keep it going. Uh, honestly, listening to the highlight episode, that made me even more excited to do these new ones because this, you know, you never want to go back and watch or listen to stuff that you already watched or listened to. But sometimes when you do, you're like, damn, I actually forgot about that. Like you always feel like you remember everything right. and then you rewatch something or rehear something. You're like, okay, I definitely didn't remember all this shit. <laughs> well, the highlight episodes are pretty good because I'm taking like three to four hours of content and reducing it to 45 minutes of just the best, you know, stuff. So obviously it's going to be better than probably than like a normal episode. Um, but it's also fun trying to like find the right clips to like somehow thematically work, you know, like through it. I don't know, but it, it has been, and honestly, I didn't listen to the podcast when I was putting them out cause it was just too much. Uh, but I'm like, Oh, they were pretty good. Way better than I realized. And maybe I should have pushed it harder. And I think it's going to also help with the new season, you know, just me, hearing the old stuff. So I'm going to actually try to listen to this season two, though, as they come out. I think that's my goal. And I'll say this, too. And I, I don't know if they have plans or if you have plans of them ever being on future episodes. But goddamn, man, Dom and Chick, they were pretty damn entertaining and pretty good guests. Like, I forgot how good they were just because it was so long right. between their last episode and, you know, them not being on it. But I was listening. I was like, they, they were good ass guests, man. They made some good guest hosts. I have actually talked to Dom. I've been in contact with him uh, and I was like, Hey, I bring back season two. And I've been listening to some old episodes and we got to get you back on. He's gotten married recently. Uh, and so his whole life's a little different, but he said he was totally down. So I do need to work on that. And then chick, honestly, um, I mean, I, this is a fun, natural story. I guess to bring up, he's from my hometown and I, He's the only person really from my hometown that lives in this town I'm in. And I like him a lot. You know, we're friendly and stuff. Um, but we were really only friends when we worked together at this place. And since we haven't, um, like he borrowed a video game from me that he never gave back. And I think maybe he let someone else borrow and he never wanted <laughs> to like make an awkward. But like, you know, I, I'm over it. You know, it's fucking years. Ago. I don't give a fuck. And uh, but he, I've done that, actually. Right. <laughs> I've, I've done that exact thing. And so he. I, he kind of avoids me because I, I see him at a few functions of through my job and he'll talk to me, but he seems kind of standoffish. So I don't know if maybe I offended him on dodgy. the podcast or something. Right? I might have done something, you know, and honestly, at the in the moment, I used to get so annoyed at him because I thought he would be so much better on the podcast because he's such a, a friendly, jovial guy. No, he's, he's he knows a lot of random shit, too. And. Uh, I was like, oh, he'll be great. And then he got on the podcast and he talked really low. Like he wanted his persona to be like this mysterious, low talk guy. And I remember in the moment, it really was, annoyed he me. He was like serious guy. Right. He had like a serious guy vibe. And then I remember just, I would like get done with the podcast. So I'd tell my wife like, man, what the fuck? But then when I was listening back to them, it wasn't bad at all. 
You know, it was just like no, something no, about the in the moment, you know. So also I'm trying to keep that mindset because there's lots of times on the podcast, you know, I said here like I, I might cut Snappy off, but it's because I don't know if he's done yet. Right. Whereas and I think I'm, for season two, I'm just going to fuck it we'll have moments of silence so i really know if he is you know because when i listen back i'm like oh he might have had more to say but it's sometimes hard to judge that shit you know you just don't know how much more someone's talking yeah because there are parts uh listening back to especially some of the old stuff where it's like it almost sounded like you were like all right wrapping that shit up <laughs> like right. without saying it but right. like you said it's at the moment you might have thought he was actually done and it just because of the way things line up and you know sometimes it's lagging and stuff it just comes out that way well and uh, another, I mean, this is a weird, you know, meta thing, I guess, but I used to listen to all my podcasts audio only and like at double speed. So I'm used to like hearing people talk really fast and I talk really fast, you know, in the world. And so I, I, in my mind, I think a podcast just seems to keep it moving, you know, but now these days I'm listening, I'm watching a lot more on YouTube and they're not as enjoyable. If you do them at like twice the speed, it's like, looks all fucking weird. So I've been just watching them normal. And I've been noticing like, oh, sometimes just basking in the moment can be its own sort of style, you know, so I don't know. We'll see how it works. But also, that's another thing. Just like my music, my podcasting is influenced by other mediums that I, you know, watch. And that's going to somehow filter through to what we make. So um, but pretty excited about it. All right. I do have some random things to talk to you about that isn't just me bragging about our my own fucking podcast. But uh hey man, you gotta brag while you can though. You gotta brag while you can. That's a good point. That is a good point. Because really at the moment I feel good about it. And there are moments during the four hundred previous episodes where I was like, you know, episodes like fucking two fifty through three fifty, I felt like was like I didn't want to do it. You know, I should have took a break sooner, is honestly what should have happened with hindsight. And so now I know if I start feeling I like actually, that, I'm gonna take more breaks um if I need to, you know, because I've fucking taken like three months off and it feels like a fucking two years or something. I remember thinking that just because, you know, when I when I first started listening to the podcast, you I don't know what podcast episode you want, but I know it was music episode like 30 or something like that is around where it was. Because that's when we started submitting music with Grave Entertainment. And then I went backwards from there. And I do remember thinking like as I caught up, I was like, damn, it doesn't sound like he enjoyed this as much as I'm getting to the newer episodes. As it did, you know, because I started from the beginning, you know, just to hear it all. But uh, that's a good point, man. You got to take those breaks because you will get sick of shit, you know, if you're just doing it and get to the point where you're not enjoying it as much. So I, I think taking breaks and having seasons is a good idea. Right. Well, and uh, and you know this from behind the scenes. I'm going to be a little more choosy on who's calling in. I want people that actually want to be on it. I think that's important. Um, and then I used to, when I first started, I really thought, even though it is a podcast and most, I should have, I was stupid to think this. I just thought it'd be a little more collaborative. I thought people would like bring their own shit more and be excited. And I learned, and this isn't a shade on anyone, but like not everyone's built like that, you know, to like, to, to lead it. And so I do think, um, I'm in this new season, I have more of like a quarterback mentality. Like I got to call the plays and then just tell people what's going on and then, you know, they will contribute. And then over time, I think I'll feel you'll, I'll realize whoever has like ha- has an idea and they want to do something. I'm all for that. If you know, they're on the team or whatever. Um, but I just can't rely on it. If that makes sense. You know what I mean? It does. Cause everybody's not going to have the drive 
for your, you know, for your creation that you do. It's honestly, it, it's not really much unlike your internet friends projects. Like, yeah, everybody's got the drive to do the verses to turn them in, but then once it comes out, honestly, it's it's more on you than it is on them because they they're not as invested in it as you. But like you said, you find those few people who are. And then they move on to the next level with you and the next level and the next level, you know, and the ones that weren't as invested. Hey, we, we had a thing back then. It didn't work out. We keep moving. Right. Exactly. I mean, that's it's perfect. It's perfect. And honestly, I'm so glad you mentioned Internet Friends because the first thing on my list was, should I do Internet Friends 5? I was, you know, I felt like a way to get someone I could talk to it about. Now, of course, I have this uh, dumb idea to call it online kinfolk because I say in a line that rather I think on an album that just came out, if the, my timing's right, uh, that no more internet friends were online kinfolk. I mean, that's like a funny little line, and I could see renaming it, but also internet friends five. I mean, you got to kind of keep it going, you know. So yeah, I mean, you you already have the you got the franchise exactly. So it, it almost doesn't make sense to break from the franchise. I'll say this um, before we even get too deep into that. You dropped a single that uh, I was made aware of this morning. You know, usually I, I count on release radar now. I probably shouldn't depend on it, mm-hmm. but I depend on release radar now to know when, you know, people I really rock with come out with music. But I saw you had a song come out, A5, uh, sounding pretty good from what I heard from it so far this morning. But how do you feel about that track? I believe I heard it on a podcast. Yeah. Actually, when you did one of those bonus ones, so I, it was familiar to me. But now that it's officially out, how you feeling about that track? Um, I, I mean, I think it's probably my favorite uh, thing I've put out yet. Um, as far as like my favorite style of tracks are just verse. You know, it's two verses basically back to back, and we'll just fucking wrap it. Uh, you know, no real hooks or anything. And this one might have been three. I don't know, it was quite a bit, but it was just straight bars. Um, I think I have some clever lines. I was really proud of it. Now what happened and I explained this a little bit on episode one. So forgive me people I'm repeating it to, but who gives a fuck? It's my podcast. And, uh, I accidentally uploaded, Damn right. uploaded the album. I uploaded it for January 20th of 2022. And then I didn't realize that ah. until it popped up fucking September 20th for one day. And then I was like, oh, my God. And I canceled it. And then I uploaded. But but since it came out back then, it's now no longer eligible for any release radar. So even my album that comes out in a couple weeks from when I'm recording this, but it came out a couple weeks ago from when this comes out. uh, And none of that's going to be on a release radar. So I'm going to kind of get fucked because almost a majority of my listens these days do come from release radar. So uh, like my song's doing pretty poorly, but it's I mean, it's fine. I don't really care I, I sent it to powwow yesterday and so i know my apple music numbers will be good because he's like oh shit bro this was going on the workout playlist you know and if i get one of my songs on powwow's <laughs> workout playlist my apple music numbers you know it's getting crazy. played right so uh <laughs> take them where you can get them but yeah i actually i really like it i think it's really good um it's uh I actually do like a beat breakdown and song breakdown on episode one of this, which I'm sure I know you'll listen to after when it comes out. But uh, so if anyone's no curious doubt, no and doubt. you missed it, um, you can go do that. Yeah. And since real quick, because we've been doing a lot of podcast talk, I'm doing like little beat tutorials at the end of these episodes and no one's heard any of them yet. Oh, well, skinny has, but like, you know, none of the like mass listeners. And I'm like, it's rather going to be like really cool, like a really cool bonus thing at the end of every episode or people are just going to be like, oh, it's the beat tutorial. Turn it off because that's like the very last thing. (laughs) (laughs) And so I'm just excited to see how that all goes. That's like uh, on some shows I watch, they do like a behind the scenes of the episode or like the director or the writer. And sometimes I watch it. Sometimes I'm like, "Eh, I don't care. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, you got to have those things, though, because there's somebody who will be interested. 
Right. Well, it's twofold. It's one that's going to be to promote some old songs, you know, so I can kind of show people I was made. And then also beats in my beat store. So at the end, I can be like, and that's available in my beat store, you know. So I got to got to move the beats if possible. Fucking beat stars, which is like the beat store I use. Uh, their fucking traffic just died like at somewhere over the last year. Just people quit naturally going there or something. Or maybe just for me. I don't fucking know. Uh, but it's it's very very much a bummer, you know, but I'm making, we're making great music with the beats out there. Cause that was actually next on my list. Um, I've sent you and you sir nasty and then Brad Sir X and coop y'all get the, the most beats as far as the free beats that get sent out. So people want to know how you, and you are appreciated for that for sure. And, uh, so for anyone that's like, how do I get on that? Basically we become internet friends and then, uh, you know, I may send you a pack and then normally what happens, I send someone like one little pack, you know, a little pack, see what they want to do with it. And if they do something, they get more, you know, that's kind of how it works. So, and at the moment of us recording, I have one labeled Sir Nasty 7, Southern Comfort 7 and Bradster X 7, you know, so like that's how y'all are all each on y'all seventh beat pack for me. So that is how deep it goes. Now I know y'all like half of them I've seen y'all y'all haven't used or haven't used yet, however we word it. And uh, so yeah, I'm in no rush, but uh, that is the, uh, you know, do you have any plans at the moment? Yeah, for sure. I've written a bunch, um, mainly just small hooks, things of that nature. And then I got a couple with verses, nothing recorded yet. I got into a real good vibe with that last beat pack he sent. Uh, once I'm done with it, I'm going to send you because I, I honestly think the way I went with uh, the way I got, especially one of the hooks, it sounds perfect for an intro to a A to the Mo or A to the SoCo, SoCo to the Mo project so i'm gonna send that one to you i say that one to myself all the time but i haven't recorded it but uh it's it's definitely one that i'm feeling like the whole vibe of the project once i have all the songs is gonna be a me and you type thing so i, I think we will have a collab in 2023 nice actually on my list because i did plan on making uh six albums this year you know that is my goal for putting them out because i've already made three of them so i've already made three coming into the year so if i can make three more this year to come out this year and i can put out six i think that'd be pretty cool i don't know why that's something i in my mind you know and uh my next one i'm working on was supposed to be me brad and cj working on this little project but it's going extremely slow you know i don't think any of us are real inspired at the moment on it but also i've sent you and cj a collab shit y'all are working on and then also you and brad are working on a collab shit so i'm in no rush to throw in more collab shit for everybody you know um but i do have us a folder so when i mention those three i do actually have a fourth one that has a couple beats i think we could do well they all kind of have like an old soul funky or not even necessarily but some sort of oldie kind of vibe you know because that's i feel like we shine collaboratively on those type of beats yeah most deaf most deaf and i i gotta say shout out to cj jones man i feel bad because I, I have not worked as much on our project as i would like to I, I feel like i had a real good like start to it but then i jumped in on my project kind of part way through and i got so excited about getting soco talk done and started doing a bunch of different collabs toward the end of the year and it just kind of it fell to the wayside but i never forgot about it i definitely want to make sure i'm putting you know my my a plus game into it when when i do get back into that project with cj and the cool thing is about him i know he's not rushing to get it done either right so i know on his end he's probably like dude i forgot <laughs> like it's cool like it, it's no big deal so i appreciate that about him but i'm definitely looking forward to finishing what me and him started 
as well. Like that's gonna be cool. Nice. All right. And so I totally forgot, but this is super important. So you know, I'm just gotta roll with my mistakes, listeners. We gotta play music as well, and we're playing it even with you on. Oh yeah. So I, I know it's a new thing for every for me to get used to, and uh, you know, normal call-in guests. But since you'll be on here for quite a while, and not just like a little segment, I'll, we gotta play music. So um, the one I think I'm gonna go with first here is gonna be your homie Sir Nasty. You know, and it is on one of my beats, so I just feel like this one's perfect. And uh, the one we have for episode episode three here is "It's That Serious." All right, you tell me when to press play. I'm gonna press play on my end, and we gonna rock this. Motherfuckers always talking about they snapping when they rapping. Motherfuckers just be mumbling and talking about they trapping. I told you I'm a man and I stand with a gun in my hand. If you motherfuckers wanna get it cracking, everybody packing. Young niggas jacking. Them niggas ain't killers, but them niggas just acting. Niggas talk shit like shit won't happen. Niggas on the west say my shit be slapping. Talking about they living their best life. Yeah, right, bitch, I'm living a blessed life. Let's fight. I will see you in the next life. Silly G, but these niggas don't dress right. Ha, I was trained for the comeback. I tell her hit the road jack and don't come back. Yeah, kick a bitch out. How'd I done that? Lay back. Let me play in a young cat. Niggas in the mall won't walk through the garden Hoes know it ain't no flowers in the garden And we had beers way before James Harden Niggas won't go, I better know what you're starting uh, Back in the days, campus police, they called me Jason They knew that I ran with a gang And you niggas is hood adjacent Nigga fuck, I'm like Anthony Mason They know that my shit is invasive I'm dark and I don't have a day drip Flow hard as a dick and I stay still They know I'm the dealer, my nigga You know I shoot back at them niggas can't flow for the hoes. I got lyrical crap for the niggas. I take my rap style real serious. What you trying to say? It ain't that serious. What you trying to say? It ain't that serious. What you trying to say? Huh? I take my rap style real serious. What you trying to say? It ain't that serious. What you trying to say? It ain't that serious. What you trying to say? Let me rap that serious. Boy, I got bitches that love me. They would set shit off like stony. Like stony. And my bitches know I'm married by the brother. And my bitches know I'm married by the homie. Ah, they know what I'm about. They know what I do. Shit, they grew up with me. My OG's pride of they young G feel like they blew up with me. Some niggas in the hood don't bump my shit and folk that's cool with me. But when a motherfucker wanna come and ask for money, that ain't cool with me. That ain't cool. Street shit and music, I kept it separated. When Mun died, I swear I cried, boy, I was devastated. If you was around me, if I ate, then you ate. If I'm fucking, then you fucking. I show love with no hate. It's the truth. Everybody wanna debate. About who good and who great, sir. Boy, I'm on God's time. Yes, sir. The fuck you mean I'm late? You he know, she know, I know, we know. <laughs> sir, Nash, that guy. Put that on Uncle Gino. What up, Uncle? That's Chad, Dad. Uncle Chad died. I was real sad. If I hurt you, I feel bad. That was on me. It was real bad, and that's why I take my rap style real serious. What you trying to say? It ain't that serious. What you trying to say, it ain't that serious What you trying to say, huh? 
I take my rap style real serious What you trying to say, it ain't that serious What you trying to say, it ain't that serious What you trying to say, it ain't that serious uh, it's that serious, Sir Nasty. It is definitely that serious. Uh, as a big Sir Nasty fan, you know, one of my favorite tracks. Also, as a big A to the Mo Makes Beats fan, gotta say, uh, he fits well on those A to the Mo Makes Beats. Uh, it never ceases to amaze me what he can do on a track, you know, that I, I might have heard that and not heard anything to it, but I'm pretty sure the second he heard it, he knew exactly what he was gonna make, so that's dope. Right, yeah, you have all this inside. That is cool. Um, I will say on... What, what is cool about when I send him beats compared to uh, others in a way is I've it's almost like I already kind of knew what he would do because I've heard enough of his songs and I hear I hear y'all's too but I guess I don't know I'm, I'm familiar enough with his style and uh, the certain beats that I send him I can just kind of already imagine like oh I bet he does this with this flow and then when I get him back that is kind of what normally happens and I'm like well hell you know I don't know, it's, it's kind of cool and it's I'll cool. tell you another thing too that a lot of people that have listened to him especially if they listen to him since he started more as a kid the way he came out rapping that verse that was more or less the exact style he started rapping with he was around here he was known as a fast rapper tongue twister kind of rapper type thing so he right. he kind of went back to that style for the beginning of that verse nowadays he does more of a I guess a blended you know, kind of style where he may go fast and slow. Right. That first part was like when I first heard, I was like, oh shit, you know, and then but I liked it, you know, but that is fun to know that that was like his OG style. <clears throat> All right. Another question I have for you here. Um, and this will probably be long. I mean, it would took fucking 25, 25, however long fucking minutes to get to a song, you know, so my bad, but you know what? I, I also have this new thought. I used to try to keep the podcast short for no fucking reason. But then when I noticed that when I would have like a two hour one, Brad would be like, fuck yeah, two hour podcast. And I, that's how I feel about podcasts. I'm, I'm the I same like. way. So the <laughs> I like long shit. Why would you try to, why would I be trying to limit it? We're size queens, you know? Um, so we're going to keep it going. Uh, so my question is, do you get money from songs that I, that, so like back in the day, I would send you splits on distro kid, right? Cause you had an account on there and then you try to upload stuff and then it didn't work out. So you don't really use distro kid, but you do still get percentages from some of my songs. Do they still give you those? Cause if so, I'm going to fucking give you percentages on all the other songs. I just didn't. Cause I didn't think you used distro. Yes, anymore. They did it for the old stuff. Everything after I want to say it was late night flows was the, the newest song that they actually let me accept the splits on. Since then, I've tried to accept splits from other people too, and it's it's all messed up. Like it won't let me accept any splits. So I got basically you forgotten one. I think y'all are the only two. I got like splits that come in from y'all. So monthly, anything I get from Distro Kid is from the older songs that I did with you and forgotten one. Which kind of it pisses me off because I'm like, damn it, man, those are the ones where I like I didn't have the good setup yet. I didn't have the better mic. Didn't have the better interface. Like, it's not even my good shit, but it's cool. You know, it's just, it's another income source. Could you make, could we just, uh, like, I could re-give, or I could give the splits, like, a different email address that you could sign up, like, a new one. I mean, would would that work? Because I just feel bad, to be real honest, especially if we do a collab album of some sort. You know, I just think, you know, we need to make, figure out a way where it, the internet can split it for us, you know. Like we don't. I'll have see. I'll, I'll try to see if it'll let uh, me so. set up another one. Like I said, I I still don't know what Distro Kid's problem was with the first time. 
but they, like I said, they they shut off my uploads, my splits, like everything. Right, that is weird because I at first I was like, it must be like your cover art, so it's taken so long. But that cover art wouldn't do all that. So, because you had like a lot of words and shit, and I was like, I know sometimes they're picky about it, but yeah. Anyway, I was just curious because I was look. What you can do if you went out there uses DistroKid, uh, you know, friends. I went back and looked at like Internet Friends one, and if someone still hadn't accepted that fucking invite, I just reclaimed it. I don't talk to any of those people, you know, except Brad, and he he had claimed his, and so then I got like oh hell bucks yeah. or something. I, it, like, it gave me back their money that what they, they didn't got. get. I was gonna ask you about that too, if it holds it or how that works. Yeah, it'll that's, hold that's it. cool to know. Until you go into uh team history and then in team history you can if they haven't it'll tell you who's accepted and who hasn't. And if it says no, you can just say, Well, fuck them. <laughs> Basically, there's like a button to be like, we just take it back. And so I've done that on Internet Friends one and two, but you know, not three or four. I'm like, I guess if they want to accept it, but if you haven't yet, I don't think you ever will. Yeah, that's what I would think. And honestly, they may be in the same situation I'm in where Distro kids somehow block them from accepting shit like that. Cause like I said, it'll I'll get the email from somebody to say, hey, you got an invite for splits. And then I'll go to Distro Kid and it's like they won't let me do the shit where I can put the code. And it's like they've completely disabled that on my uh on that account. Yeah, it's it's fucked up, but you know. It is what it is. Like I said, it's after that, you know, we still been making music. I'm I'm enjoying making music and just having it out, so I, I don't I don't sweat it right now. It's all good. Right. I mean, if I had to give you your cuts, geez. But yeah, I mean, I totally would, of course. Uh, all right. I say let's play another song to get caught up here because I felt like such a fucking failure earlier. So I said we played the homies, Brad, Sir X, and Coop. All right. What's the uh, name of that yeah, song? Because I, I don't have know. names, I don't think. I think I just got the track. Oh, uh, you're good. Uh, the name of it is Daily Routine. They Brad normally names his final dash and then the name of the song. Okay, to, I see it. Yep, final two. I got it. <laughs> see, whenever you, it's what's fun is I, I do know these sort of things, like how everyone names it. Like I know Sarnassi's come in typically with a, a number first, so ne- never go look for the S's. You know, always look up for the numbers. Um, anyway, interesting. So we're gonna play this one from Brad. It's off of an upcoming uh, unreleased project. I still think at the time this comes out, I believe called Narcotics Anonymous. Um, you know, maybe why Brad tell us about his uh, narcotic adventure someday. And uh, I don't know if Coop's on this one or not. Uh, you, we never know, or I never know until I play it because always my first listens are always on the podcast. Um, so anyway, daily routine. Uh, Brad, Sir X, and Coop. Shout out to Brad, Sir X, and Coop too. I believe they got a Friday the Thirteenth project uh, that would be out already. I believe called Seasonal Depression. So y'all make sure to check that out. I'm sure in the future I definitely will be. Or already have actually because <laughs> of these podcast timelines i've already heard it and i'm going to already go ahead and say that i enjoyed it and it was dope seasonal depression y'all check that out bxc all right here's here's his daily routine 3 p.m rise smokes dunhouse 345 cocaine another dunhouse 415 cocaine 430 cocaine, 454 cocaine, 505 cocaine, dumbhouse. Bringing my butt like I'm raving. You try to stop me, I pop you like bacon. Watching your body get pumped on the pace. Killing the cops and the judge, no arraignment. Making contributes on all affidavits. Making dumb issue, I've shit, I'm not naming. I'll just forget you and continue blaze. Gotta say, dealing with you has been drained. Stay to myself, mostly only come out of my house to carry out groceries. Kill every beat, it's engraved like a trophy. Still, I remain the most hated like Toby. Only respecting you if you approach me. Everybody 
everybody talking shit from the nosebleed. Thicker than me, but with more from a go free. If I beat you under hell like coyote. But I stay low key. Really, will you see a like a remote? I do this shit cause I rock with the homies. I keep it real cause you fuckers are phonies, bitch. Heineken, Don Hills, another Heineken, cocaine and grass, 11.30, cocaine, etc, etc, 12.05, 6am, he writes, Heineken, closed cigarettes, grapefruit, Don Hills, orange juice, gin, continuous pornographic movie. Making this shit in my attic, at times, and we'll sit in the traffic, if a beat hits, they'll switch to the fast lane, hash it like gasoline, choking on mad straight, I'm from another simulation, who the fuck gave you the invitation, may come off as brazen, talking Caucasian, finding myself in sticky situations, but, I learn from mistakes, just as much as I learn from the great, if I made no lucky, just made them die tomorrow, I turn in my grave, I take tunes up in the booth, brewed up in a tea that I consumed, smoke weed, now reaching for the moon, A Bradster X and Coop BXC Daily Routine As Skinny would say BX motherfucking C uh, Yeah I like that one a lot I hadn't heard it before I personally the production I think is dope I've always liked the really distorted uh, 808 shit I haven't quite mastered it yet So I don't I haven't made it put on to me of my shit But really like it so y'all make sure to check them out. I gotta say too, with uh, BXC, Brads to X and Coop, and I've told them this before online, I fucking love their use of skits. Uh, like the way they use movie quotes and TV quotes and incorporate them in, like that's, that's definitely one of their uh, top tier skills, you know, besides the actual rapping on the mic and melodic things they do. The, uh, the use of skits is very muay, Muy bueno. It's good shit. Good shit. Right. I, I have this dream to uh, make a like instrumental EP that uses a bunch of, you know, dialogue and shit like that to like kind of have some point of some sort, but it's still like instrumentals, which is dialogue. I don't know. But there's some like artistic vision in my head I'm trying to iron out. But what the hardest part, because I've only done it on portrait and maybe a couple other things here and there. It's just doing it. It's just literally being like, I just got to record that audio, you know, from whatever movie or, or find it or something like, I know that sounds so simple, but a lot of times that's just the difference is like, are you lazy at that moment? Or are you going to go fucking do it? You know, like, uh, I, I like to put like a, I have a car crash noise in one of my songs. I don't remember which one off the top of my head, but like it adds so much more when I talk, when I say I'm going to crash a car or die in a car record. And then you hear that noise, but I could have easily said, fuck it. And not done it, you know, but I do think sometimes you just got to do a little extra work, even though in the moment you might feel like you don't want to. No, nah, that's 100 percent true. And then I think the part that kind of steers me away from it, because I've always got stuff where I'm here and I'm like, oh, that shit's going to go dope for a song. That would go great in a song. Yeah. But then once you get to the point of writing a song, recording it, mixing it, it's like, man, do I really want to go through, like you said, just the first step of finding it, ripping the audio Putting it in is the easy part, but like that yeah. finding it and ripping it, it's like, ah, fuck it. The song's good enough. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and it's even like that. Like a lot of times I'll know a beat is mine before I even finish it, right? I'm like, oh, I'm keeping this one. And then so I don't even really finish it. I just put it in the for me. <laughs> so like, I'm like, I'll add the shit later. You know, I'll get to it. 
uh, because that is sometimes how it is. And then other time I took a, I mean, my whole time off here, I, I took a little while off of making beats too. It felt like, and when I finally sat down and started doing it, I, they were just kind of shitty, you know, but like you just fight through it until they start sounding good again. So you got to do the work. That's what I've learned. I know that's like a life lesson for everything in life, but it really took me finding what I feel like is my passion and like, you know, making music and I guess podcasting too, because I really enjoy it. Uh, for you to be like, it really, all the lessons everyone's been trying to teach you your whole life matter. You just didn't give a fuck about anything that they cared about, you know, or whatever. Um, yeah, they always matter. They just didn't apply to what you were thinking about at the time. Right. Like now that you're thinking about different shit, like they apply perfectly. Like for even in college, a lot of people think you go through college, you get a degree that at least shows some competency that you could be an adult. You, you know, you buckle down and got together. And I did, I did in some way, but also I got a math degree cause math was easy. You know, like I didn't go and be like, let's pursue something hard. That's my passion. I was like, what's the easiest thing for me to get a degree in? You know, so I still had like this slacker mentality while even doing it. So, uh, but I think that's why I'm cool. Can't be cool unless you're a slacker. That's my motto. You got to be yourself. What I think it's Sammy Davis Jr. I've got to be me. Yeah. Got to be you, man. You know what that was all about? I listened to a revisionist history. I think that was about him. And he was kind of like the token black guy, right? So whenever, he, like, they put... Yeah, rat Pack and all that. Yeah, and a lot of people kind of saw him as a sellout to the black community. But that the ceiling breaker, the glass breaker, whatever you want to call it, they always are kind of perceived like that from their minority. Like, the first woman that gets whatever, a lot of women are going to hate on her instead of being like, oh, she showed it's possible or something you know, like, and then the same thing kind of happened to him. A lot of people are like, oh, he's just going to pretend to be white because he wants to date white women. And it was a whole thing. And then even so far as that, like when JFK was running for president, they used him on the campaign and kind of get the black vote. Right. Kind of like what happens now. Uh, you know, they yeah. use Jay-Z, Jay-Z or, LeBron James. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So they use him to get the black vote, try to help with that. Right. And then when JFK wins, they won't let him in the White House because he's black. Right. And this is in the fucking 60s. And then Nixon, who everyone would think's racist, you know, it didn't use him as a campaign person. But once he was uh, in the White House, you know, like eight years later, whenever it was, uh, he had him over like they had dinner together and shit, you know. And so, like, I just think it's an example and not to get too political, but like sometimes I do think the the more progressive or liberal side, they use uh, black people in a way or any minority, you know, but they don't really when the when the rubber hits the road, you know, they don't really do shit. You know, I don't know. It's interesting. Oh yeah, it's it's a cheat code. Like it's yeah, exactly. people who use cheat codes, but doesn't mean they want to. You know, advertise that they're using the cheat code, just like in a video game. You know, they just want to show you the score they got. They don't want to show you how they got it. Right, and you know, even that, like the you mentioned cheat codes games, and today and real popular in these shooting games and Call of Duty and shit. People have like aim bots. So they're like they are cheating. They like automatically aims and that's and they feel. But like I would have no. How wouldn't that wouldn't even be fun? Like you're playing a game that you're just cheating to get kills. I don't know. I just don't get some of the fucking people these days. It's like uh, anyway. Uh, other thing I want to bring up here before we play a song because this is kind of happening currently, and I'm sure it'll still be going on probably uh, at least a little bit when this comes out. Is the young slime life uh, Rico K shit right? I don't know a whole lot about it to be uh, honest. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I just have one little point I want to make is all these rappers are snitching or taking plea deals and all this shit, right? And no one online is giving them shit. Nobody. 
I've seen very little of their snitches comments. Maybe there's like maybe 10% of it is, but most people are like, of course, of course. That's what most people are saying, right? But I remember when fucking 6ix9ine was snitching on people and I was on this podcast being like, well, what was he supposed to do? Fucking go to jail for a fucking gang or what? Like, I don't know, you know, that was out of my take. And I don't even like any of these people's music on, you know, 6ix9ine or the fucking gun or anything. I don't really listen to it. But I just think it's interesting how people's reactions are so different to these people taking their deals compared to, you know, in the past. It's popularity. They six nine was as popular as he may have been with, I guess, some certain section. You know, he, he was getting numbers and he had fans for whatever reason. He was never he he always had opposition that was equally or more on the other side. So he may have had. A million fans, but he had two million people who were like, I hate that guy. Right. With these people, it's like they don't really have the hate side of it. They've only got people who like their music. And so they're looking at it like, well, it's a fucked up situation. And yeah, now they're looking at it like you did, which is if that was me. Yeah. If they came to me and said, look, we only want this guy. Are you going to tell on him or are you going to give us enough information to keep going and we let you go? Yeah, the the regular person, the no, when you strip facades away from people, if they got a choice between freedom and no freedom, they're choosing freedom. There's no code. There's no nothing. And that what's cool about that is it's going to lead when we get into our TV segment. That's a big part of what uh, the show I've been watching is about is nice. that code. And does it actually exist? Right. And I guess. To me, there are some people I w- I would do all the time for. I wouldn't. I would never snitch out some like powwow skinny. I mean, I do have a few friends that I, you know, I wouldn't. You know, unless they were doing evil shit, right? Like if someone was doing something evil that I didn't condone, uh, you know, and then it's like I have to go to jail for their evil shit that I really didn't have a part in. Maybe, but. I would never, uh, you know, I, I think I would kind of keep my mouth shut to to some people, you know, that were close to me. Like I've when I was arrested previous to my life, uh, the cops try to get me to snitch on people. And I've always told everyone that's very honest. Maybe if the guy I was buying fucking pounds off of was an asshole or something, maybe I would have. But it was my fucking cousin's husband and he was a good guy. And so I was like, no. I'm not snitching, you know, and they got really, you know, fucking started throwing shit, you know, in the fucking little room. But I I mean, I just think there's a probably a line for everyone, you know. And then also another rapper, I don't listen to him, Tay K, I believe is the name. Uh, I saw this the last couple of days. He's getting 55 years in jail and they're trying to, people are trying to be Ooh. like, he deserves a second chance at life. And they're trying to use a race card or his team is of saying if he was white, this wouldn't happen. But he literally murdered someone. So now I'm not saying you deserve 55 years for murder, but uh, I mean, that is top of the line, what you can do to somebody, you know? I mean, hey, life for life is, I mean, it's if you, unless it's like real deal self-defense, like in my eyes, it's always been life for life. If you, if you ready to take a life, just be willing to give up your life. If you get caught, like you right. can do it and don't get caught or be willing to give up your life. And that's either give up your life as in give up your freedom or give up your life as in once people know you're the one who did it, somebody who loves that person is going to kill you. If you know, right. that's, that's how I've always felt about it. And just to go backwards real quick, because you were talking about how you would never snitch out powwow and anything like that. Also on the same token, because I'm, I'm the same way with me and my like tightest circle of friends. Not only would you never snitch him out because you love him as a friend, you would never get into a business that could get you both put in that situation anyway. 
like you would probably do everything you could to talk them out of like all right look we're both grown we we know it's legal here but you got this illegal route of doing it that could probably get us in trouble but make us a lot of money you probably talk power out of it but, you know what I mean well, just to avoid having to get to that point right well thinking back to like college we totally sold weed you know and we were driving all over the place picking up shit and taking it places and so that was illegal and we were doing it together and so if in that scenario if like I just I got caught with it I would be I would just take the heat I'm not gonna be like also my friend does it with me or what you know like and I wouldn't say anything I would do the whole keep your mouth shut because I would just wouldn't want to I don't know I think that's how in my mind it should go and I for some reason stick to these rules you know or whatever um but anyway I agree if you if you end on it with somebody I, I 100% agree a lot of and a lot of times especially with the quote-unquote snitching cases we see and people are only in on these things for as long as they're a good thing. Like the second it turns bad, they don't care about the other person in any way, shape, or form. And when business is good, we're best friends. When business is bad, they're not <laughs> anything but two people who knew each other and did bad shit together. Right. And one is gonna snitch out the other. Like that's just life. For sure. For sure. All right. I'm playing another song here. Uh, the one we're gonna go with is from our homie Mountain Man. And oh yeah, Mountain Man. I like his project too. He did a four track project he just dropped that I really did enjoy. And I'm a part of it, so you know. Right. That uh that always helps me. He actually sent music. us all the songs, so we're gonna play all of them here, but definitely go check him out on your streaming side of choice. And the name of this one we're gonna play is Made It Out. If I take one, pray for me, hope for the best. It's the only way to do it. What it's just you want me locked up, tied down, hope it's some reckless. All my teachers probably thought I would be dead by now. Yeah. Somehow, yeah. Stress got me tied up, tied like a noose Stuck in the trap, there's nothing I can do Trying not to cry, but there's no one in the room Just waiting to die, still think about you Hope nobody finds me, I want them to see Everything I was and all I could be Would it be a better sight if I hung from a tree Start to look inside and think about me Wait, I don't wanna die I know I deserve a better life Ain't nobody helped me this far So I know when I get it, what I get is mine I struggle and I kick through a hell of a fit What I'm doing is sick, I wanna be fixed I want forgiveness, I'm wanting to live But my hand just slips and I start to give in If I take one, pray for me, hope for the best It's the only way to do it, what it's just They want me locked up, tied down, hope it's some reckless All my teachers probably thought I would be dead by now yeah. somehow, yeah. I've made it out, out, out Of course you can now, of course you can now if I take one, pray for me, hope for the best It's the only way to do it, what it's just They want me locked up, tied down, hope it's some reckless All my teachers probably thought I would be dead by now yeah. But somehow, yeah. I've made it out, out, out Of course you can now, of course you can now I reach for the peak, I reach for the crown It's a long way up and a longer way down I think about then and where I am now I think of how lucky it is I'm loud I think about when I started making these sounds I think of the drugs that brought me to the ground how I soap it up clean somehow I think of the beauty of the top of these clouds I don't wanna be anything like I was Yet I still think about the times all of The people I met and how much I love To be with them, to be someone And now I'm alone and I'm having the thoughts I beg them to go but they never ever stop I want you to know I give it all I got I grab on the rope and I head to the top If I take one, pray for me, hope for the best It's the only way to do it What it's just they want me locked up, tied down Hope it's some reckless All my teachers probably thought I would be dead by now If I take one, pray for me, hope for the best It's the only way to do it, what it's just They want me locked up, tied down, hope it's some reckless All my teachers probably thought I would be dead by now yeah. But somehow 
Mount Man. Man on the Mountain. There it is. Uh, I listened to, I want to say four tracks on this one, and what it reminded me of, and honestly, Mount Man's always reminded me of this. It, it reminds me of the uh, your Pessimist EP project, I want to say. Is that the one that leaned more toward like depression, depression thoughts? Yeah. If I'm thinking right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's honestly, I, with Mountain Man, ever since I first heard him, I've always felt like y'all kind of had a uh, kindred spirit in that way. Y'all got a great way of rapping and doing songs about like the more depressed downside of things, but in a way that's listenable. You know, it's not like, oh, I don't want to hear this. It's like, oh, introspective. I like it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think we definitely share a style. Somewhere. Like the way I would say, like we, we do have some sort of sad soul connection. You know, I bet he that's likes. Perfect way to say it. I bet he likes sad movies and sad TV shows too. And like, you know, I bet it's just a whole thing. And uh, like, we have a song on Internet Friends Four called "Can't Rap" that I just, I mean, it's probably my favorite on Internet Friends Four because we do kind of just vibe on uh, on that level. And I think CJ Jones as well. I think I vibe with him in another similar way. Like, not all of his stuff is like that, but he can kind of tap into some sad, depressing stuff sometimes. Um, yeah, and it's I, I used to not be the type that would like that kind of music, or at least I didn't look for it. Like I didn't dislike it, right? But it wasn't anything I looked for. But I think as I got older, like those kind of raps or songs, I'm like, you know what? It's nothing wrong with even if you're not sad, listening to sad music. You know what I mean? Like it just kind of it helps you to process things. So Honestly, I, I like it. I, I enjoy that whole project. When I I got a shot, I think what really got me into some sad music. Uh, I'm sure before there were some, but. When I first started smoking pot, uh, one of my friends put me on uh, Third Eye Blonde is like one of my favorite bands when I was a kid. And uh, he was like, have you heard their really sad fucking song called Slow Motion? And I was like, Slow Motion by Juvenile, you know, because I was on the rap and shit. But they had this song called Slow Motion. It's acoustic or whatever. And it's they. I don't know. Someone claims it's a true story. I don't know if it is, but like it's just about someone dying, like getting shot in a in a drug deal gone wrong or whatever. But it's like so fucking sad. Just everything about it's sad for some reason. And I love it. You know, every time I hear it, I'm like, fuck, turn it up. You know, so. Uh, it is what it is. All right. I think we got to, I'm going to play the jingle that me and you collaborated together to make here. Uh, so for when you're on talking about TV and honestly, I'm going to say if anyone's on to talk about TV shows, we'll use your jingle. And uh, oh, that's dope. so we'll go ahead and play it. And then let's get into our TV talk. Sounds good to me. Okay. So here's what I'm thinking. I'm going to do this segment where I'm going to tell you what I'm watching. And if you like it, you can watch it. Maybe we can call it. So what's good? What's good? I'm going to tell you what I'm watching. What's good? What's good? And if you like it, you can watch it. What's good? What's good? I'm all about my entertainment. I'm going to tell you what I'm watching. If you like it, press play. What's good? What's good? What's good? So what's good? <laughs> uh, Yeah, I really like, I really like the... The jingle there. I like all the jingles I've made for the most part for all the little segments. You'll hear them all eventually, of course. And uh, it's rather going to really put us over the top or it's going to be like, what the fuck is that? You know, but I'm I'm hoping over the top. I'm hoping for, of course. Um, and I, I'm, I'm looking for the reaction of people of uh, who the fuck does he think he is? You know, the ones who already probably feel like, who do you think you are making a podcast? Right. But now you're coming back for season two and you're killing them with jingles and segments. Yeah, the haters are going to hate, and right. I love it. 
And I really, you know, I haven't mentioned too much. I love the new logo. I don't, I know it's not a whole lot different, but it's different enough that I like it quite a bit. Um, all right. So I think you should start with, uh, basically you have a couple shows you've watched on Paramount plus, uh, and, and I have a couple, uh, one from HBO, one from Netflix that I'll mention one, I'm a little older, one, a little newer. And, uh, so there'll be like four things we'll talk about here. And, uh, you've watched a show called Tulsa King on Paramount plus that, um, and now I'm in Oklahoma. I, at first, a lot of people were excited about this. And I think a few episodes in people around Oklahoma were like, that ain't fucking how Tulsa work. You know, I don't know. People started getting all fucking weird, but I haven't seen any of it. So, uh, what's up on, on Tulsa King? Yeah, if they're, if they're expecting it to be a show about Tulsa, Oklahoma, they definitely will be very disappointed. Uh, Tulsa King, it stars Sylvester Stallone, which um, I consider myself a fan. Like, I, I always like action movies coming up as a younger younger lad. So, right. you know, Rambo. Wasn't as big a fan of Rocky, but uh, Tango and Cash. Cliffhanger. I remember yeah. when Cliffhanger came out. It was, I don't know why I remember it so well, but I remember, like, the night my mom rented it. And it was like, yeah. we're watching Cliffhanger. <laughs> Yeah, cliffhanger, like all those. Like I, I was into all that stuff. So I was already a Stallone fan. And just on a, a personal note, like I think I'm getting to that age where when I see actors who were kind of young when I was young, getting old, like as I'm getting older, it's always like, oh, cool. He's still getting acting gigs. Like I like it. Right. Like I like seeing that shit. Like I, I get with like when my grandma or something would be like, hey, that's Sidney Portier. I saw him. When he was a kid doing something, and I'd be like, "Yeah, I have no idea who the hell that is." Right. Like, I, I never saw him in anything. I, he's always been old to me. So, like, now I get to see, you know, my actors get older, and it's cool to see that he's getting roles. But he's playing uh, his character is the white man Freddie, and he's a mob, high level mob guy who went to jail for a murder uh, that I believe he didn't commit. Uh, he never snitched, though. He was in jail 25, 30 years, somewhere along there. And now he's just getting out. And that's where the show picks up is him getting out after spending a good bulk of his life in jail. Um, and it almost feels, and I've never seen Sopranos. It's on like my bucket list of right. shows to watch at some point and press play on. But I imagine that it's that it, it has a Soprano feel where you're you're getting to know these characters episode by episode, but he's the main focus. It's everybody in his orbit and just seeing how he's getting used to being back out. But uh, the whole reason he's in Tulsa, Oklahoma, he comes back home, you know, to his mob family in New York. And basically they don't have a place for him. You know, he's been gone for a long time. He's old. You know, the people who are in charge when he was out, you know, they're older. You know, they're getting sick and shit. Now all the young kids are taking over. He's respected. But at the same time, it's like, get out the way, grandpa type stuff. Right. Yeah, it sounds uh, pretty good. So the good. show just, yeah, it's like I said, it, especially if you're into, I've always been into mob movies. Like they, like I love Goodfellas, Casino, um, stuff like that. Like stuff like that has always been cool to me. I like watching them. Even though I've never actually watched The Godfather, which if there were like a fan base for like mob movie fans, I'd probably get kicked out just for that. But I've never watched The Godfather, but mob movies have always been cool to me. And it's just, a, it's a cool show to watch somebody older but still, like, being a criminal. Like, he's fucking, he's 70 in this. And I think in real life, I'm sure he's probably 72. So, I mean, right? it's just, it's weird. It's like, man, this is like an old guy. Like, he's, like, punching people and shit. You know what I mean? Like, he's, and, like, he gets right back into crime. Uh, you get to see stuff about, uh, you know, Oklahoma. Uh, weed is legal there. If you're a fan of this podcast, it's been talked about a lot. 
Yeah. So, you know, you get to see stuff into that. You get literally, to see stuff about natives. Like, it's cool. Literally at the moment, I'm grinding up weed while you were telling that you, story. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? It's, it's Oklahoma. It's like, you know, now it's the weed state. Smoke Oklahoma is what we should call it. There you uh, go. Especially on this podcast. T-shirts for but sale. But yeah, and it just... At, uh, on our merch shop. Smoke Oklahoma t-shirts. Go check them out. Go get it, man. That podcast with more merch is flying off the shelves, the digital shelves. Get yourself one. But yeah, it's uh, it's cool though. It, it just follows like him going through, you know, what it's like to get out of jail after twenty five years and getting into trouble pretty much immediately after. Right. Um. Yeah. It sounds decent. I'll give it when I get back into Paramount Plus because I will have to when Big Brother comes back because that's a my guilty pleasure. And uh, I'm sure we'll watch it. Watch it then. I just know fucking everyone was trying to get me to watch fucking Yellowstone. And I was like, fuck. This. I watched season one. It was okay. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, it wasn't horrible, you know. And by season two, I was like, I don't, I don't care. And now everyone's like, I'm just, I'm not an asshole. Pieces, See, I, I love period pieces, and but this isn't. This is actually set in modern day. So, but there is an old Yellowstone is. Yeah, Yellowstone is set in modern day, but there is a Yellowstone 1883, which is set uh, in 1883. Okay. Uh, That's what I've been seeing. Okay, I've been okay. seeing that advertised, and I'm like, yeah. Right. Well, I think it's got like people with perfect teeth in the 1800s, and that always throws me off uh, for some reason. But um, yeah, everybody should definitely be dirty and falling apart. Right. In that time frame. Mentioning The Sopranos, uh, it was on my bucket list as well. I watched I finished it about a year ago or whenever it was. We slowly made our way through it. And I will say, watch it as soon as you can. Only because because it was like the first premium television show. I do think since we've watched so many other premium television shows since then, which what I mean by that, people don't know, is like an HBO type or Showtime or AMC, you know, something that's like really like big budget and film like a movie, not like a TV show. Uh, I th- I think it is good, but it it loses some of the allure because we've watched so many other ones. So me and my wife, we liked it, but. And in the moment watching it, I was like, it's okay. You know, I thought like it was okay. But at, since we've watched it, I do think about it. Like, it comes up a lot. I see memes. So it is cool to be in the know about it. Um, and I, and in hindsight, I think it was better than I thought while watching it. You know what I mean? I don't know. That's It's weird. It's a weird uh, relationship with the show. But I only watched it that one time, of course, all the way through. But it wasn't wasn't bad. Um, all right. By the time this, by the time yeah. this episode comes out, Tulsa King will be done for the season. So that might... Be something I jump right into then is Sopranos just to keep that mob related appetite going right. and keep my my need for that. So that may happen. Right. I mean, like the the problem with the Sopranos, but it's also people like it, is that Tony, you want to root for him, but also he does a lot of shitty things. So you don't want to root for him. You know, I mean, like, that's kind of like the whole gist of it, I guess. And honestly, that's that's pretty much every mob movie right. <laughs> and show. Like yeah. they're all shitty. Like and, and you know what? I'm a black guy and they're all racist, but it's like. I still like the content. Like they're all fucking racist. It, it just always is what it is. Like I don't know why Italians don't like black people or black people don't like Italians, but every movie portrays it that way. So there's got to be truth to it. If I had but I a, fuck with the Italians, if man. I had to give a quick uh, explanation, I think in white person community, Italians are thought of having the biggest dicks, and so whenever the black people are introduced, they feel threatened because that's like they're part of their identity. Now, I can, of course, I don't know any of this, but that's my guess of where it all stems from. You can hear more of my thoughts on dicks on The Secret Show comes out in two days. Um, all right. Two days, Secret Show. You got to tap in. Patreon. Uh, so the first one I'm going to bring up is a show I just absolutely love. There's two seasons of it. I do want to try to normally keep this in one season of a show just so we can get more legs out of it. But for this, I'm going to say go with both seasons just because fuck it. Uh, it's called White Lotus. 
So it's on HBO or HBO Max if you have that. Now, I'm going to say this probably a million times. I love HBO and HBO Max. Now, even people are getting pissed because Discovery bought them and they canceled Westworld, which was like one of the worst fucking shows ever and took it off the air, which I was like, good. And then uh, they've canceled some other DC shit, which I don't give a fuck about superhero shit. So anyway, it doesn't affect my world, right? As long as they keep the premium scripted content coming, you know, these really well-made TV shows, I'm going to always love HBO. And so... White Lotus, uh, the only thing they connect, each season is independent of the other one. You know, they don't really, they do connect through one character. That's it. And uh, it's a, the White Lotus is a resort. So season one is somewhere in like the Caribbean, you know, so you get that vibe there. And the fucking theme song's just great. It's like some fucking woman's voice doing some crazy shit. And uh, it's got, in season one, it's like Steve Zahn. I think that's the guy's name that's from uh, Saving Silverman and, you know, all kinds of other comedy shit, Strange Wilderness. and. Uh, you know, it has this great cast in season one and a lot of people like season two better. So that's why I'm actually bringing up both. But, uh, you know, you start off the first episode with, you know, someone dies, right? Like within the first however many few minutes. And then it's like one week earlier. And so like the rest of the show, you're like, who the fuck's going to die? Like, that's the whole premise of it. And then, uh, I like stuff like that. Right. And then, so you like kind of follow these characters, you know, plop from the office. If people are familiar with season nine of the office, he's a, a main guy on there and he's like an asshole. So you're like, I hope it's him. Like the whole time you're hoping he's the one that dies. And, uh, I don't know, it just really, it was interesting little, like kind of like murder mystery sort of thing. And then season two comes out, which I didn't even know they were doing a season two. And I was like, no way this will be better. But in my opinion, it is way better. It's set in Italy. Um, at, at the White Lotus Resort there. Um, so you have to read some Italian, you know, here and there. And then um, it's speaking of The Sopranos, Christopher from The Sopranos, who's my favorite character from there. He's an old man now with gray hair, but he plays this dad character. Um, and then he's there with his dad and son, you know, and they're off. But he like has bought these hookers. So then there's these Italian hookers, which honestly, the Italian hooker is like one of the most attractive women in a television show. And maybe I'm maybe it's just my thing, you know, you know, with her look. But uh, also all the shots in both seasons are just beautiful. It's just like the best fucking, you know, landscape shots you could imagine and shit. And uh, same thing in season two. It starts off, you know, someone dies because uh, you see their body floating in the ocean and then it flashes back to a week earlier and then you're like what the fuck and then stifler's mom uh from american pie and then she's also on legally <laughs> blonde she's on she's the only person that's in season one and two you know she's like the connecting thing you know she just happens to go on vacation to the to both places when the camera's there and then also the guy who wrote this show i know this is just a weird fact but i happen to know it is this guy named mike white and he's actually the guy who wrote school of rock and if you've watched school of rock he's jack black's roommate so jack black's roommate you know the white fucking pasty blonde guy he uh he wrote School of Rock and he wrote both seasons of White Lotus all by himself. Every fucking word, apparently, which I guess is rare. And then he was also on a season of Survivor that I just happened to watch back in the day where they had a couple celebrities come on with the people. And he was like a little prissy bitch the whole time. But it's just funny to know that he writes this fucking amazing show. Um, so yeah, I just highly recommend it. It's probably the, my favorite prestige show of the year. If I had to rank, I think I actually did rank them on a podcast and it wasn't number one. So who knows? But in the moment, I'm like, man, it was fucking good because now it's finished since uh since i recorded that um all right let's play a song before we talk about more tv shows i say let's go with our homie kid g uh he has i sent him a beat pack recently the second one i sent him i believe and uh 
he was like all down you know he's just ready to get back into making music and the name of this song is i'm trying to brag about that, man. No it ain't about that, but I'm, I'm trying to fucking brag, bro. <laughs> Listen. Ain't about money, but I'm trying to brag. Fucked around with and got me a bag. Full of student, know I got what you lag. Try and do this the best you can. Ain't about money, but I'm trying to brag. Fucked around with and got me a bag. Full of student, know I got what you lag. Try and do this the best you can. I'm trying to brag, I got some cash. Throw your swag and now you're mad. I get some mass and do the dash. Hoes is tripping, ain't even bad. I'm in my lane, I know the game. Steady drop, this bitch insane. She want my name, she want the fame. That's why all these hoes are the same. I couldn't care less. My money up, got no obsessed. They wanna fuck, can't be mad. They showing love, they wanna hold my hand, but I know they want the bag. Ain't about money, but I'm trying to brag. Fucked around, went and got me a bag. Full of student, know I got what you lag. Try and do this, but you can. Ain't about money, but I'm trying to brag. Fucked around, went and got me a bag. Full of student, know I got what you lag. Try and do this, but you can. I gotta get the bag now. I'm just trying to find my sound now. I'm always on the road now Going crazy on this beat now Turning up, it was never luck But I made it up and now they show me love It's crazy cause when I was a teen They never dapped me up Now they wanna work with me But they think I work for free That's not how I be when I kill 16 It's a dub or three for a verse for me I kill any beat on anything Think you'll do this stupid and foolish Don't even try to pursue it I'll fucking die for this music Being honest, kinda modest Taking off just like the rockets I'm in my bag and it's the highs I'm trying to brag, I damn I earned it Really feeling it's my purpose Some will hate and some will love it It's what it is to the Kanye shrug It ain't about cash but I got my bag After years I'm trying to brag Across the states with no jet lag You falling behind, words white flag Ain't about money, but I'm trying to brag. Fucked around when and got me a bag. Full of student, know I got what you lag. Try and do this, bet you can. Ain't about money, but I'm trying to brag. Fucked around when and got me a bag. Full of student, know I got what you lag. Try and do this, bet you can. Uh, Kidji. Trying to brag. Uh, yeah, I actually, I, I thought, I didn't necessarily think that was one produced by me, but I just brought it up, so he made it sound like I thought it was, but that was actually produced by, uh, Drake, who was another producer on, um, Twitter that was once on this podcast in season one, and then I don't know what happened, he rather maybe unfollowed me, because I have this thing that just unfollows people that unfollow me, and then I, I'm like, hey, I haven't seen this person tweet in a while, so... Not making any uh, producer beef yet, but uh, I did notice the tag, so I didn't want to imply produce that because I did not. Um, all right, next shows you've been watching the new Twilight Zone, correct? Yes, and this is technically because I actually went back and saw where they actually already redid Twilight Zone once, so this is technically the third iteration, okay, from the original. Uh, but this one has a uh, Jordan Peele as the narrator as the you know the main guy that says you know this is the twilight zone right he's the rod shit. sterling of the new yeah rod sterling you got it i, I want to say the the one before that was forrest whitaker which is funny to me because they kind of remind me of each other and i guess i can say that and it won't sound racist yeah but 
him and Jordan Peele and Forrest Whitaker, like they kind of, I don't know, there's well, something about them that I just kind of. I think Jordan Peele probably played Forrest Whitaker at a skit at some time pretty well, if I had to guess. I can just imagine it. I wouldn't be surprised. Right. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> but no, it's just, you know, Twilight Zone, if for some reason you don't know what it is at all, it's episodic. Uh, you know, it just follows different tales, usually. Nine times out of ten, it's not really horror. It's more sci-fi, uh, but it's either something is happening in the future or it's happening in the present that it's out there, but it's not so far out there that you don't think it could possibly happen. And it's usually just a lot of trippy stuff. Um, but it's they did it really, really well. Like I remember when it came out, I want to say in 2019, I remember seeing like previews for it before it came on, and then I that was like just before I stopped having cable and regular TV, so. It was on CBS, which is now all their shows on Paramount. And so I never got to see it, but I really was interested in it. So when I got Paramount, uh, which I always told myself I wouldn't get, but we ended up getting it just for one movie and now we got it forever. But whatever. I understand. Twilight Zone, definitely one of the shows that uh, I was very interested in diving into. I went ahead and binged it, watched it all the way through. And it's got some really great episodes on there. Like if you like watching stuff like Black Mirror, um, that's probably the closest thing I could compare it to. It's just, it's alternate. It's our world, but it's just alternate in a slight way or something real weird is happening to just one person in the world. And it's just good. They structure it really well. The stories are really well. There was one episode that was not good for me. And that's because they tried to be real meta with it. Uh, right. They made the episode about filming the Twilight Zone. So Jordan Peele was actually an actor playing the Rod Stern role, but something was happening on the set to somebody who was like a writer. And that one just sucked to me. Like, yeah. I, like just give me the show. Like, don't give me the, hey, let's break the fourth wall show. Like, just give me a damn show. Give me an episode. You got to be pretty deep to pull that off. Like in Stargate SG-1, they do pull that off in season eight. But you're in the eighth season deep. And it's like someone comes in, they're going to film a show and they call it, you know, they're making fun of Stargate through it you know but it's like they earn that you couldn't do that in the first couple seasons i don't think yeah yeah i don't feel like they they should have went there like they were doing well enough with just having different stories and variety um but I, i'll just talk about the very first episode and then i encourage people to check it out yeah but the first episode is about a comedian uh and the twist with this is you know he's he tells jokes nobody cares they're not funny and then another comedian played by tracy morgan tells him the way to success is to put his real life into it. But once he gives that to the audience, it's gone. And the whole twist with that is, and spoiler alert, if you don't want to know about this and you plan on watching it, uh, the twist is, you know, once he tells a joke about a certain thing, it actually disappears from the world forever. Like, it's just gone. It never existed. And so it's then it goes through him trying to figure out, you know, what he wants to do as far as how he wants to use that to gain fame. Does he want to keep doing it? And it's cool, man. I, I've always liked shows like that, uh, stuff like that, The Outer Limits, um, that genre, whatever it's called, sci-fi, you know. Well, it's also sci-fi tales or whatever. They're I like that shit. They're called anthologies, you know, the shows that yes. do that. That like every episode could be its own thing, and you know, there's video games. Sometimes are are considered anthologies as well, and it is cool. But it you do run that risk of having one that can fucking suck you know or whatever but yeah, yeah. that just all, goes off the rails right um yeah i'm actually gonna bring up an anthology as well and i'll just mention the first season uh and that is black mirror so black mirror is basically uh, yeah twilight zone but all the twists are based on technology 
So like, as opposed to like, it's not just going to be like everyone has pig faces, right? Like, I mean, that's like a really famous. <laughs> hey, that, that's that's the one, yeah, yeah. That's, that's like the a one that everybody knows. I exactly. Think. But like, it, it's going to be something based around technology that that makes everything different. It's always set kind of in the future, and so I do think it hits me a little. I like it a little more. This you know setup more a little more than the fantasy, I guess. Um, but I did pull up brief. Uh, things here on the first season so i could have a reminder of each episode because the first season's only three episodes so like it's not a lot of but they're like little mini movies you know and uh i've only watched through the first three seasons i don't know why i just never made it to season i think there's four and five as well now um but the first episode is probably the least like the rest and it is honestly a bummer because a lot of people would start it and they'd be like i'm not watching this shit and they'll just give up so if if you don't think this sounds interesting, skip the first episode because I do think that's totally plot. You know, you should, if you don't like the gist is there's a prime minister and like in England, I believe it is that in England and, uh, the princess. So like there's a king and queen and they have a princess daughter, you know, so it's not the current royalty, but it's like, you know, in this alternate world in which that's the setup at the moment and the princess gets kidnapped and then these people come over the TV and through Twitter and YouTube and all this shit. And they basically say the prime minister has to fuck a pig on live broadcast television to completion and then they'll let the princess go. And if he doesn't, they're going to kill her. So then the prime minister, who's like the leader of their government, has to make this sacrifice for their monarchy. And then he's like, you know, he's like struggling with it or whatever. And then uh, that's like basically the gist of the episode. Right. But like my wife sees that and is like, that's so fucking stupid. I don't want to watch it where I think it's interesting regardless, even though it is gross. It ends up, you know, you end up seeing a guy fuck a pick. But it's uh one of those things like, you know, what would you do sort of scenario? And then the second episode is uh, a play into like the American idolization of our world. And it's like everyone lives in these little square pods where every wall is a t- giant ass TV screen. And then you just are watching ads constantly. And then you do shit to get like money in their w- weird post-apocalyptic world. And you can like watch something you want without ads. You know, they spend their money on this shit. And they're basically all these people are waiting for their day to get called up on the stage to perform for the crowd on this American Idol like show. And then if they, you know, make it, then now they don't, they're not these prisoners in this weird fucking box or whatever. And it's just like, you know, this weird futuristic dystopian shit the whole time. You have so many questions about the world that don't really ever get answered. But like your imagination's kind of filling in the blanks. And uh, it's really good. And the main guy, he's an African or he might be English. He might not be. I might be being stereotypical saying he's African just because he's black. But he's really famous now. It might be the guy that's in Get Out, actually. He might be the main character in episode I think two. you're right. I, I think you're right. I think it is. And um, he's... Let's say it's very good. And then episode three, last of the season, is I think your typical most people think of when they think of Black Mirror. It's in a future where everyone has fake eyeballs that can that are like, you know, implants. They're not your real eyes anymore. And they record everything. And then you can watch back your whole life at any time. So, uh, you know, if you're having an argument, they'll be like, we'll rewind it back the tape, you know, and you'll see who's right or not. And then basically they're at this dinner party and one girl shows up who got hers taken out. She went back to realize because she didn't like having it. And then like, everyone's like, what the fuck? You know, like, what, what do you mean you want realize? And then it's like this whole, like, you know, conversation on that, but it's, it, 
there are parts that where you'll be like, that's cool, but it's also sad. Like the main couple they show, like when they're having sex, they're watching memories of fucking other people of like their highlight reel, right? Which us men, I'm sure, you know, we do plenty of times to try to come, but like you don't actually have it going, right? <laughs> like, I don't know. Cause it's not like literal like that, but it's just an interesting shit. And then the future seasons have, you know, the, your VR shit and, you know, other things of technology stuff. But anyway, I think black mirror is very good. Uh, it, and I also watched them all alone. My wife didn't watch any of them with me. And I, I think you have a different relationship with something that you you just watch by yourself. You know, like you get more invested in a weird way. And in some shows, I love watching with my wife, you know, because you get invested in a weird way when it's a communal thing. So different shows are better for different stuff. And this one, honestly, I wish my wife was into it. Yeah, I, I like watching stuff with my wife, but I'm more of a like once we started, we got to finish this. Right. Like she'll take like a two week break. Oh, no. After no. like three episodes. And I'm like, yeah, this ain't going to work. I'm going to watch this without you. I will say I'm really wife, into this. Yeah, we're on the same page on that shit. Like, we're, like we'll have some, even though it's not good. Like we got to finish it to clear it off the fucking bar. I'm not logging into this app and it's just going to be there staring at me. We're going to finish it. You know, we're both we both have that in us. So we've watched a lot of shitty shows to the end. Um. Yeah, sometimes you just got to finish. <laughs> <laughs> this is the way, way it works. All right. Uh, the only other thing I had on a TV show here to bring up, and then we'll play your song and I'll uh, say goodbye to you here, is my wife did watch a show on Netflix recently called 1899. And I just, the only reason I bring this up is because at the time of this recording, there's this big fluff online where people are like, how can Netflix cancel this show? It only gave them one season. And what about all the fans and all this shit, right? It fucking sucked. We watched it. It was like one of the worst shows I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. There's a reason they canceled it. You know, they didn't cancel it for no reason. It wasn't good. And then like, and I guess this is my pit. Like, I didn't think West. I wanted to like Westworld. I liked season one well enough, but it wasn't enough for me. Right. I was like, once they started going, especially other genres and shit out of cap, I was like, I don't know. But to me, like my wife watched it because it was called 1899 and looked like a period piece. And she loves period pieces. But then sure enough in the show, I'm ruining it. Cause who cares? It got canceled. It turns out it's all a simulation and it's all a creator, you know, father, a person uh, making this to go against his daughter. But then you find out actually it's not the daughter made it to test herself. Like, I don't know. It was just all stupid. And it was like, so like the Westworld just did this shit, you know, like is what you're thinking the whole time. And so anyway, I'm glad that shit got canceled. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> and I'm on the opposite end of you. I do enjoy Westworld or I did enjoy Westworld. I guess it'll be gone soon. They right. did. They did what most shows do. Like it really wasn't anywhere to go once they left the world. And like, yeah, once they started doing stuff in the real world, it got kind of, it was like, all right, you know, it's had its fun. I'll be honest, I don't remember you what know, made but, uh, me stop, but it was like somewhere in season two, I just was like, I don't care anymore about it. And that happens sometimes. But Yeah, it's going to happen. But no, I, I enjoyed it. And it's one of those ones where if they do bring it back for like another season, because I did watch the last one, it's one of those ones where it's like, I'm going to finish it, but I'm definitely not invested in it. Right, right. Um. All right, well, we'll think of what TV shows we want to talk about next time, of course. Um, I'm debating doing a top five TV shows on the end of this of myself. And then I, my idea for co-host, well, if you do a top five list, like you just do it. Like you can call me and I'll talk talk you through it or whatever. Um, but we don't have to go back and forth, you know. And then that way we can get multiple episodes out of, you know, the same top five category, if you will. 
So if you, you that makes sense. So if you want to come up with your top five, what I'm for my criteria, what I'm thinking is I didn't look anything up previously on season one. I done a lot of research on every TV show that ever was made. So I didn't make sure I didn't forget anything and all this shit. But then I think I overthought a lot of stuff. You know, and I think the same about the video game list I made with Brad. I overthought a lot of shit. Whereas now I'm gonna try to come from the gut and just try to give my, you know, if I have to research it, then it isn't my top five. You know what I mean? So that's no, that makes thought. sense. Like, it, I'm yeah, I'll probably what I'll probably do. I would probably think of like my top five right now. Like it wouldn't even be like a, you know, going back in time. But like what what do I like have to watch right now? or can't wait to come back on type shows. Right. I could see like a anticipated to come back sort of one. That would that could make sense. So, you know, yeah, think about that. Of course, like I've said before, I want to have you, Brad, CJ, if he's down, I know he's always busy and shit, but you know, the homies, uh, anybody that, that wants to be a part of it. And then other rappers, if rappers want to call him, we're doing segments with rappers that aren't normal co-hosts where we know we can do a little 15, 20 minute interview and then they could talk about their music coming out or whatever and they can come back, you know, as opposed to me trying to expect fucking rappers to be podcasters. I think that was a mistake sometimes <laughs> yeah yeah some of the worst episodes were definitely the ones where you had people on that you could tell they probably never listened to a podcast didn't really understand the whole concept of how a podcast works right that that's honestly the biggest thing is that like have you ever heard a podcast before <laughs> Uh, have a general yeah, idea that, that makes a difference for sure all right man well i'm gonna play you off with your song on this episode which is lifetime I believe. So anything Real about quick, this song? Real quick, before we do that. Yeah, go for it, man. Yeah, I, um, definitely one of my favorite songs off the SoCo Talk album, available on all streaming sites and Bandcamp now. But I want to do a quick promotion, Grave Entertainment. By the time this comes out, Friday the 13th would have passed. Sir Ness has got an album out, Jason Gang. Y'all make sure to check that out. But also something we ventured into at the end of 2022, and we're going strong into for 2023, the Station Head app. It's an app where you can put in uh, people listen to it's almost like online radio, but they put in requests for songs. The stations play the songs. Coolest thing about Station Head, the only way you can listen on it is if you connect through a premium uh, music listening app. Uh, they only use Apple Music and Spotify Premium right now. So if you got listeners on certain stations, if your song gets played, have many listeners on that station, you get streams for that many listeners, you know, on whatever platform they listen on. It's dope. We play our music on there. We play a lot of the internet friends music on there. We're getting to know a lot of other artists who use that. And it's once you actually look into the app and like go to the different stations, you can see how a lot of people get streams from this app or from similar apps. Because I believe there's a couple of them that are out there. But Station Head is the one that Graveyard is jumping on. Uh, I believe Amped also has a similar uh, way that it works where you get credit, you know, for streams, for how many people are listening. Right. But it's pretty cool for artists out there that are really trying to generate streams, generate different audience. Uh, it's definitely somewhere where if you got time to be on it all day, you can find stations that get you a lot of plays. We get people some plays. Uh, one advantage we have, if you're an internet homie, you're going to get played a lot. But also we're on 24-7. And we don't get a ton of requests. So usually nine times out of 10, you put a request in for a song, it's going to get played and you're going to get those streams. So for those who are very stream conscious, because it does bring money as little as it may be sometimes, Station Head is a very, very viable route to get more streams and to get more listens. That's what I got. 
Nice. Yeah. I've, I've been meaning to download the app. I, it eventually came out for Android, but I just never got it. Cause when I it first did. heard about it, it was Apple only. Um, so I will have to, now, I'm not going to lie. I, I don't know if it, if it's, um, <laughs> if it's a catfish account, but you are on station head. Oh, well, all right. Like, like it's your face and everything. Maybe like, I, like it, like you can, you can type in people's at and at a to the mo exists. And it's, it's a picture of you where it was like a blue, it's got like a blue uh, overlay on it, like that aqua blue overlay. But it's your face. Yeah, I'll have to. Yeah, so you log you're in. on. You were on there at some point, I guess. But yeah, you're on there because anytime, not anytime, but every now and then we'll play a song and we'll at you so that people know, you know, whose music it is. But yeah, you're on there. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I know the person who has eight of the mo on YouTube uh, was when I first started rapping in college. There was this high school kid that found me and he made my YouTube and then he was posting a couple of my songs and then he just quit. And I was like, how do I, how can I get them to delete him? <laughs> like how was this possible? But <laughs> so anyone's curious. I, it could be something weird like that, but I don't, I'm not sure. I may have made one one day. I may have gotten on my iPad cause I do have an iPad at work. So I may have one day looked into it or something. Um, but all right, man, we're going to play your song uh, lifetime. And of course I'm sure we'll have you on, you know, every month or two or so. I don't know the exact schedule yet. We'll see who all, you know, is trying to be active. But, uh, of course, we'll have you back for sure. Hey, we'll make it happen. I appreciate you, bro. Y'all enjoy this song. For a lifetime. 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 We've been doing this here for a lifetime, for a lifetime, for a lifetime. We've been writing these rhymes for a lifetime, for a lifetime, for a lifetime. We've been trying to make it happen for a lifetime, for a lifetime, for a lifetime. We've been doing this here for a lifetime, for a lifetime, for a lifetime. I'm starting to think I'm never gonna blow up. The world looking at me crazy like, boy, grow up. Hold up, I've been working for years, I've been honing my craft, I've been sharpening skills I know you think it ain't real, but I can feel it in me I pray for the answer, and God revealed it to me It's graveyard to the grave, that's the path for me I know the path ain't easy, but at least I'm free Once you sign to a label, then your life ain't yours Sure, you get a little money, but you lose much more You lose time and choices, and by the time you realize you can't change course It's all pointless Dark forces, but we gon' fight them. They blow the candles out, we relight them. Dark forces, but we gon' fight them. They blow the candles out, we relight them. We've been doing this here for a lifetime, for a lifetime, for a lifetime. We've been writing these rhymes for a lifetime, for a lifetime, for a lifetime. We've been trying to make it happen for a lifetime, for a lifetime, for a lifetime. We've been doing this here for a lifetime, for a lifetime. For a lifetime, I'm starting to feel like I'm never gonna blow up. My girl looking at me crazy, like boy, I grow up. Hold up, I've been working for years, I've been honing my craft, I've been sharpening skills. I know you think it ain't real, but I can feel it in me. I pray for the answer, and God revealed it to me. It's graveyard to the grave, that's the path for me. I know the path ain't easy, but at least I'm free. Once you sign to a label, then your life ain't yours. Sure, you get a little money, but you lose much more. You lose time and choices, and by the time you realize you can't change course, it's all pointless. Dark forces, but we gon' fight them. They blow the candles out, we relight them. Dark forces, but we gon' fight them. They blow the candles out, we relight them. We've been doing this here for a lifetime, for a lifetime, 
for a lifetime. We've been writing these rhymes for a lifetime, for a lifetime, for a lifetime. We've been trying to make it happen for a lifetime, for a lifetime, for a lifetime. We've been doing this here for a lifetime, for a lifetime, for a lifetime. Doko, lifetime. Uh, y'all go follow him on all the streaming sites and Sir Nasty and Graveyard and on social media. Definitely the homies. Uh, you'll see, you know, I mean, hear a lot more from him. Maybe someday in the future, if we ever get video unlocked, maybe there would be a some way of getting both. But fuck, you know, we're going we're gonna to need some money. So Patreon, don't forget. All right. Uh, the one thing I'm going to end here with is uh, one of our patented everyone knows of top five lists that uh hopefully we can make a thing and uh so let's play the jingle All right, so it's a week doing top five favorite TV shows. Now, as I explained with Soko, uh, my criteria is things that just come to mind. You know, my first two to three, my first two are easy, easy. Three, pretty easy. Three and four about the same. And then the fifth one was actually pretty tough. I was like, what would be, you know, but I didn't want to look it up and try to research back. What could I remember? You know, it's just kind of what I could think of. Of like what I would rewatch now, you know, these are things I've watched every episode of. This is nothing new or anything currently running. Uh, these are things I've definitely seen many a times each uh, series, and uh, you know, things that I would go to now. Like if I was a little depressed, would have put one of these on, made me feel good uh, because of that f- feeling of familiarity or whatever the fuck. So I think we're gonna start now. Even though I made this stupid fucking jingle go five to one. And that's how I think a lot of these will go. So far, every one I've made, I've went one to five, I think. Maybe not on the Secret Show. You gotta watch Secret Show. I went five to one on that one. But on this one, I think it makes more sense to go one to five since I just fucking ruined it and explained that five was the toughest choice. So, number one, I'm going with, and for longtime listeners of this podcast or anyone that's like just had a general guess because it's kind of a basic bitch answer, uh, they know that my favorite TV show easily is the office now i i enjoy the fact the office left netflix in hindsight you know at the moment i was very sad by it because i loved having it so easily accessible and i watch it almost every night back when it was on netflix so i don't do that anymore you know i've probably watched the office 25 times or some shit like that um now it held such a good spot in my heart really because when I was in college I got arrested very quickly and uh, I had to get this shitty apartment and I had an antenna that got one channel and that was NBC and I really got into Heroes and The Office because it was like I don't know there's like the only fucking good shows on in my opinion at the time and um you know I just I loved it then and then I Later, when it came to Netflix, I could just fucking rewatch it all the time. Truly loved it. Now, my wife bought me the DVD collection of all the seasons once it left Netflix. Uh, it is on Peacock now, if anyone's interested. But now I got the DVDs, and I watch them, and it's great. Um, you know, I just think it's one of the best shows ever. I understand some people like my co-host Snappy. He doesn't get it. You know, it's on his humor, not for him. And that's totally fine. It, 
I preferred the fact with pe- when people didn't really love it. The fact everyone loves it now is fucking kind of annoying. You know, I remember the arguments back in the day were like, Officer the Scrubs. And I was like, Scrubs? Fucking versus the office? Scrubs fucking sucks. And now Scrubs is kind of getting called racist and sexist and shit. So that's fine. Because the office was just up front about it, you know? And uh, I don't know. I think I just thought like it was the. It, it's just the best. That's why it's number one. Office number fucking one. Um, Number two on my list is another one probably long-time listeners would probably know. I recently just bought uh, the Blu-ray collection of every episode of this show. As you can see, there's a theme for what I'm trying to do in my life, and that is Mad Men. Now, Mad Men special because my wife and I both love it. You know, so it's like if we had a joint list, it would probably be number one on the joint list, you know, so we can watch it. Now, as we've gone through and we're watching these Blu-rays up by, I noticed we're watching very different things. You know, like she's like, it's the fucking, uh, you know, you're looking at the time period and the American dream and this and that. Whereas in me, and I think it's a sexual, a sex, not sexual, a sex related thing. Like I'm watching Don. I'm like, Don in the story of Don and how he overcomes his weaknesses and, uh, and the fact he has all these weaknesses and he's, you know, just trying to make himself appear as this man that's got it all together. And you would think he would, you know, uh, John Hamm's like the most attractive fucking man ever. And, uh, you know, he just kills it. Like, uh, for people that don't know, Mad Men is about uh, the Madison Avenue ad men. So that's where Mad Men come from. And um, they through all these crazy parties in the 50s and 60s this was like the first corporate uh world that like kind of existed and so they were just uh on the cutting edge you know and a lot of crazy shit was happening and this kind of shows that and um you know it moves on i think from like early 60s to i think it ends in mid 70s it's over seven or eight seasons but i think it's ac I say eight, but they split the seventh season into two parts. So just call it fucking seven and eight. Um, but you really follow me. Like, so you see like the disco air and shit happens. Like Martin Luther King died. JFK does all these like iconic events and how it kind of shapes them. Um, but I just, I love Mad Men. You know, so I'm watching it at the moment, but it's been number two on my list for a long time. So shout out Mad Men. Highly, highly recommend it. Uh, number three on the list. I'm going to go with uh, my favorite animated TV show, um, one that really speaks to me, and that is going to be King of the Hill. Now, I've talked about King of the Hill, again, a lot on season one. I always just really related to Bobby. I was just a short, fat, white, blonde-haired kid, and that's Bobby, basically. Um, Even though both of Bobby's parents have brown hair, so you'd assume he'd have brown hair. It's kind of odd, but they could have recessive genes. I've... I guess Cotton's apparently has blonde hair and looks like, but but then Bobby might be Bill Doe Treves kid. That is also a theory. So anyway, uh, King of the Hills is the best. Uh, now it is the same people that do the American Office, so there is this connection there um, with Greg Daniels and Mike Judge, who I love every Mike Judge fucking project as well. So there are some comedy styles I just really relate to. But I think what as I've been going back and rewatching King of the Hill a few times as an adult, I think what really I like is it they do it like a sitcom. Like there'll be a still shot of like the street with no characters in it, you know, like they would do on a sitcom or like of a, someone's house. Whereas in most cartoons, uh, don't always have those moments or they'll do like, it looks like a water painting, you know, of Arlen or some shit. I don't know. Uh, but it's really good. Um, I just, because I grew up in Southern Oklahoma, uh, I relate really hard to culturally everything about King of the Hill. I mean, where I'm 
I grew up like four miles from Texas or some shit. So it was basically Texas. Uh, now people in Texas will claim no, no way, but I don't know. It seemed pretty close. Um, Anyway, I love King of the Hill. The later seasons, I think, aren't as good. I don't like when Lucky comes in and marries Luann. I think everything about that is kind of odd, odd pedophile shit. And I get Luann's an adult, but this is like an old man. I don't know. I don't like it, but I guess, you know, it is the reality of the South. So maybe that's why they included it. But King of the Hill, all time great. You know, I think uh, can't get more love than that. Um... All right, number four on my list, uh, I'm going with The Wire. Now, I finally got my wife to watch The Wire about a year ago before we watched The Sopranos, and uh, I was just, I I couldn't take it anymore because I'm always talking about how good it is, and she had never seen it. And she's also the type, she likes to talk about the systematic racism, and, you know, she's very liberal in that way, and she teaches some, like, the Emmett Till thing. She used to teach that in her class and shit like that. And so I'd be like, you have to watch The Wire. So we finally watched The Wire. It's just so fucking good. I mean, the basic premise, you don't know, it's set in Baltimore and it's a cop show, but also you get the criminals kind of aspect as well. And the cops aren't good. Like Law and Order at back in the day, it's kind of like Law and Order. But I saw this thing taking it down of it's just pro cop. Everything about it's pro cop, you know, and The Wire does such a good job of showing all the sides of it, you know, and how even the things on the street affects the politicians and vice versa. And it's just everything's connected so well, all the character, not I mean not all, most of the characters that you really like and are good. And if you don't like them, you know, cause they're like an anti-hero, they're an asshole, like they're needed for the show. So they're just a really well-made show. I also like all the other shit, the creator of the wires done since like the deuce, um, man, he has another one that's actually set in Baltimore that came out about, about a year ago and I haven't watched it yet. So I need to get to it, but, um, the wire is very good. I do think, I think a lot of people when they're like the best TV shows and they say the Sopranos, I think that's like the white person answer. And then I think more ethnically is probably like the wire and maybe I'm looking too far into that, but I just, I've watched both. I don't even get how you could say the Sopranos is even close to the wire. And that's, that is my opinion. I think the wire is so good. Um, all right. Number five, hardest choice I made uh, on my list. Those top four were honestly not that hard to do. I know they're very well made. I like them a lot. You know, that's wasn't that hard for me to choose those. But the fifth one, it could go a lot of different directions. But I think what I'm going to go with is something that I've rewatched multiple times. It came out when I was in college and I just really fucked like it just hit me at the perfect time. And that's going to be Eastbound and Down. Another uh, HBO show, it's um, got Danny McBride playing Kenny Powers. Now, I had watched before Eastbound and Down, there was another show called, or a movie called Fist Foot Way that he played a very similar character. And I I remember being at a friend, a fraternity brother's house, and they were just fucking watching it. And I was like, what is this show? Like, I just couldn't believe how funny it was. And I went home and I downloaded all of them back before streaming was a thing, of course. And, um... I just fucking Ben watched season one. There was only like six episodes, I think, in season one. And I was obsessed with it. And then it was a weird show in the fact that Danny McBride was such like a movie star. Kind of, I mean, at least a budding movie star at the time. Like he would be in all these comedies that there would be like two years between seasons. So it was like it was never going to come back. And then season two does come back. And it's like just as good if not better than season one i know it's blasphemy to some people but it's he goes to mexico and he has fucking cornrows it's just fucking great and i remember being in art class um i went up on the fucking whiteboard 
and wrote out to people how to download torrents because my art teacher wanted to know how he could watch eastbound and down because he didn't have hbo and so i mean it was just uh it was a really big deal and then i've always kind of thought when i go back and watch it it's not going to hold up but i went back and watched it a couple times and it definitely holds up and then when i see like a tiktok come across that's like just a clip from it i'm like oh my god it's so fucking funny um i think they pushed the line with the stevie character shit but you know if you don't push the line you don't get the gold or something you know some sort of metaphor y'all can turn that into so that's gonna be my top five i'm going uh for a recap the office Mad Men, king of the hill the wire eastbound and down um all right i'm gonna play a song here and it's gonna be one for myself and it is gonna be called gas flow by a of the mode it's on my new album called uh difference i'm it, like I mentioned this so earlier, I uh, fucked up uploading it, so it's not going to have very good numbers. It's probably going to fail horribly, but I don't care. I just hope people that listen like it. Um, and this was one I kind of just, I had the first verse, and then I freestyle the second one, but it's just me repeating the same dumb shit over and over again. Um, but it's honestly one of my favorite things I've ever made. So let's just play this, and then I'll come back with some closing thoughts. Yeah. On some different shit. But you know. Yeah. Spend too much time thinking about a past though. My account lies like tic tac toe. Only thing clear, I've grown into an asshole. Burn it all down, hit him with the gas flow. Spend too much time thinking about a past though. My account lies like tic tac toe. Only Fast bowls, driving back roads, sad so facts, bro. Trying to change like a tadpole, chasing dreams. I move a tad slow. Now I'm heating up, and everyone wanna act cold. On my path, don't know where the track go. Gotta grow backbone, stop watching grass grow. Blow green, smoke trees. Stone me, eating fried bologna. I'm in, but buying elbows, not macaroni. What they sell for, I don't know. Buying for me. And if you know, I'm my own enemy. So many homies, but I'm feeling lonely. Past everything that I'm not need to focus on the present. Everything that I got, spend too much time thinking about the past. Though, mark down lies like tic tac toe. Only thing clear, I've grown into an asshole. Burn it all down, hit him with the gas flow. Spend too much time thinking about the past. Though, mark down lies like tic tac toe. Only thing clear, I've grown into an asshole. Burn it all down, hit him with the gas flow. Spend too much time thinking about the past. Though, mark it down lies like tic Tactical. Only thing clear if grown to an asshole. Burn it all down, hit him with a gas flow. Spend too much time thinking about him with a gas flow. My down lies like yeah, hit him with the gas flow. Only thing clear if grown to an asshole. Asshole, you know, you know. With the gas flow, hit him with the gas flow. The gas flow, the gas flow, hit him with a gas flow. Talking to me. Next time you think about talking, you open your mouth. Want you to think if you're talking to me. And if you are, just shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up.
fuck up when you're talking to me Just shut the fuck up when you're talking to me If you start talking then I'm in your presence I think what you need to do is shut the fuck up Bitch Gas Flow by me, A to the Mo. That's my rapper name anyway. I did debate coming back on season two if I should start saying A to the Mo more often instead of just Mo when talking about myself because that may be confusing, but I kind of like a little slight differentiation between the the two personalities, if you will, even though they are all the same me. Uh, All right. Uh, You know, I had to get a drink. I felt like I really rushed the that top five segment because I was so fucking thirsty and I felt like my voice was kind of going out. So apologize to anyone that struggled through that one. But also, I've covered all those TV shows so many times on season one. I understand there could be some new listeners, but you know I'm sure they'll come up again because they're just so awesome. So. Also, it looks like Soko just sent me a message that he put uh, an extra little top five list on the end of his recording. He said he was recording locally. That's a whole new thing. I'm trying to really push on season two. Uh, so let's play the fucking jingle again and hear his top five. I think it's like anticipated TV shows, something like that. So let's check it out. Alright, so this is my top five shows that I'm watching right now. I am Southern Comfort of Graveyard Entertainment. Uh, number one, I'm going to have to go ahead and go with, because they came back with a new season, Rick and Morty. Uh, Rick and Morty, I believe it's season six. Anytime a new episode of that pops up, I am jumping on it immediately. Uh, absolutely love the show. I uh, love the style of comedy they use. I enjoy every character on it, so it is definitely enjoyable. Number two, this is on Hulu. I'm actually going to pick two from Hulu. One is going to be a show called Reboot. Uh, It has uh, not Jordan Peele, but his partner, Key, which I can't remember his first name right now. Uh, But Key is one of the stars of that. Also stars a couple other people you will recognize. I don't know the actors' names, but basically Reboot is a show about a show that's being rebooted. It's like an old 90s show, Full House, Family Matters type show that they rebooted. And, uh, you know, it, it follows them trying to refilm that show and it follows the actors and all their exploits. It's a comedy. It's cool. I enjoy it. Uh, watched the full season of it. Really liked it. Uh, number three, I'm going to go with Abbott Elementary. Abbott Elementary, uh, docu-style show, I believe is what it's called. Uh, where they have the you know the camera following around the person, a la The Office and a couple other shows that are out there. But very funny. Uh, takes place at a predominantly black elementary school. Uh, it's got Everybody Hates Chris star, uh, the Chris Rock character. He's all grown up. He's one of the teachers. Uh, all the actors and actresses are people you'll generally recognize. 
Um, but a really funny show. Uh, it's got its heartfelt moments, but it's cool. I don't think there's uh, any shows like it out right now, especially if, uh, I think there used to be more shows about school, but not really focused on the teachers. So this one focuses on the teachers, but it's got comedy. And then it's elementary school. You know, most shows that do school is usually high school or it's like a Nickelodeon show where it's middle school. And it's, it's always about the kids, but this is more so about the teachers. Very, very dope show. Very dope show. Uh, next up, I'm going to go with number three. No, wait. This is number four. Uh, number four show that's a can't miss for me. Man, as you get down the line, it kind of gets a little harder to think of shows that you just got to watch. Uh, number four, number four, number four. Feel free to edit out this long space of me thinking. Number four, I'm going to have to go back to Hulu again. Uh, and I'm going to go with Only Murders in the Building. Uh, this one stars, oh man, I hate when I forget actors' names, but Martin Short and Steve Martin, I believe, and Selena Gomez. Uh, they live in this big apartment building uh, where murder takes place, and they start a podcast about trying to solve the murder. They solve it. Season two, there's another murder, and it goes on. You know, they try to solve that one, but this time they're more involved in it. Uh, so it's, it's a good show, though. It's part comedy, part uh, mystery, you know, type series. Very enjoyable. I really do enjoy it. Uh, hopefully they bring it back for a season three. It's one of those shows where you don't really know where else they can go. Uh, once they've gone, you know, as far as they've gone. But I definitely enjoyed that one. And then next, uh, this is going to be another show that's gone now, but I enjoyed two seasons of it. It's called One of Us is Lying, came on the Peacock Network. Uh, this is going to be a, I classify it as a teen mystery drama. Uh, it's about, uh, you know, kid gets killed and it's the mystery around who did it. Um, Technology is involved. There's somebody... Uh, that's online, you know, blackmailing each of the kids and threatening to do this or that or tell secrets. And they got to figure out who the killer is and why they're doing it. And it does a lot of uh, present to past, which is always nice when they do something and then they go back and explain, you know, why, why this is happening and why this is going on. Uh, season one wrapped up real nicely. Very good uh, aha moments and wild wow moments. Season two picks right back up where it left off and it's just as good I uh, finished that recently and it's a pretty good show I, I enjoy shows like that you know with the the drama and the mystery those are always interesting to me and that's what I got for my top five and I will catch y'all next time uh so what's good this is SoCo signing out appreciate you Mo all right last thing the closing thoughts if you will um, I do have a new song with Soko. Uh, it comes out next Friday if you're listening to this brand new. Um, if it's been out for like 10 days, then I guess the song is out. It's called Eat That. So y'all should go uh, search for that on your favorite site. And um, I think it's going to do big numbers. It's very funky. Um, and then also, I want to kind of get out there. We we do have an email address for the podcast. Uh, during season one, I used to advertise it a lot. But what ended up happening was just a couple of family members just kept wanting to write in and argue about religion on the email, which I'm actually not against people wanting to write in about religion. Uh, you know, it could be fun. But in general, I would like if anyone wanted to email in to the podcast with questions or 
you wanted advice on something, you know, that would be a great segment. You know, just we have to really have listeners participate. Um, also, if you want to send in music, if you've heard some of the music here and you're like, hey, my music's that good. Uh, you know, a lot of these are the homies in these early episodes, but we do have some variety on the ones coming up. And, you know, I want to want to keep that going. I want to keep the music going. You know, I want this to I really should try to lean into it more and advertise it more. You know, I would love for this to be a place people could come to to find new underground artists that, you know, now is like their new fucking shit. You know, um, I know the new generation, they like to just all jump on fads. But I'm from the era, I feel like, where I wanted to be the first person that heard the song and heard that rapper and tell all my friends about it. And, you know, I don't know if that exists anymore, but I think it's cool playing underground shit myself. And maybe it's because I'm an underground artist and I'm biased. But that is the plans. Uh, so anyway, write into us. Like us on the email, send us music, whatever. Let us know how we're doing. If you have any ideas, you want to be a part of this podcast. If you have a decent pitch on why you should be on, let me know. I'll listen. And yeah, that's about all I got. I'm going to go ahead and play uh, these little beat tutorials here at the end. Um, this one is a beat I have in my store, I believe. <clears throat> so uh, check it out. And thanks for listening. All right, back with another beat tutorial. Hopefully everyone's just loving these or I'm wasting my time, but I'm going to keep wasting it. All right, first one we're going with here is uh, a beat that goes by the name of Reminisce. And uh, the first thing I started with on this is just a standard stock uh, electric piano in FL Studio. You know, I think they have a few good instruments in there. They get hated on a lot if you watch, you know, YouTube tutorials or whatever, but I think you can get some good sounds. So, you know, I'm a big fan of the electric piano. It's got a very smooth tone. I'm just a big fan of it. So it looks like um, looking at my project file here. I rather just simply laid down some pretty simple MIDI files or I exported some MIDI files. So for people that don't know what MIDI files are, they're um, it's information of like which note you press. So it could just have something as simple as like uh, C, A, B, D or whatever, you know, something like that uh, in a full four bar sequence. And it, it just plays those notes. Um, so it's not a loop per se but it's something you can drop on a virtual instrument that it kind of makes it like a loop in a way. Um, so it looks like I use a couple of those, a couple different ones are made my own. It's again, hard to tell. Um, and then, uh, you know, lay down something simple here. All right, very simple, but I think very cool, very good. Um, definitely my type of shit. So uh, the next little spot, I mean, that's basically the first part of the melody, and then I just made a second melody to kind of go back and forth with. So I uh, 
altered the MIDI files some. It looks like I took out some of the middle section of the notes. And then on the second half of this part coming up, I kind of just half time the last half, you know, uh, stretched it like a double length of what it was. Uh, you make music, you get it. If not, just pretend. And uh, you get something that uh, sounds very similar, but slightly different like this. There's that. Now, the next step is something very small. I mean, a lot of people would probably even skip this or just do it at the end. But I just felt like I couldn't continue without adding some vinyl crackle or some bacon sizzle, if you will. Call it both things. Now, I get all my uh, vinyl crackle from an actual vinyl that I ripped. Uh, two of my oldest ones have the, the ones I use the most. Uh, one being the Golden Oldies. Um, and this was like called the Golden Oldies in the 60s in the, in the vinyl. And then there was also uh, the Sugar Shack vinyl I really like a lot. So those were really old and distressed. And I just got a, some real good uh, crackles out of those. So those are the ones I go to. I do have others, but for some reason, I just go back to those. So um, I laid that over the melody so you can hear that here. So perfect, you know, very much needed in my opinion. Um, and also it kind of gives a, it already has this sound like it's not really a hip hop beat. It's more of like, like a 1960s lounge band or something, you know? So that's, once I hear that, I kind of just go in that direction. Now I do know some people would probably uh, hip hop it up more. Um, and maybe that's something I would have done in a different moment or a different day, you know, but when making this one, it's just I kind of leaned into, all right, we're a fucking 1960s lounge band or whatever. So uh, next, I just added a very simple bass guitar on the root notes of the of the electric piano. So nothing too crazy. Um, you know, it's very smooth, very subtle. Um, you know, this is definitely one of my go to sort of sounds, I think. So uh, check it out. So yeah, just a you know, simple bass guitar there. Uh, now, I don't know how any of this is going to play on a podcast. You know, if y'all are even going to be able to tell that one uh, bass ad difference, you know, on your headphones or wherever you're listening. But hopefully, still very cool. And you're like, I'm learning so much. 
so the next part, again, keeping it kind of in a very simple, uh, loungy band of fill, uh, just go a very simple uh, kick and snare pattern. Uh, that's what I went with here. Now, to add a little variety because it is so simple, um, I'm layering two snares and then every four bars, we're going to change which two are layered. So it's going to give it some variety, but it basically serves the same purpose. Um, you know, you, you'll hear it, you'll hear it. yeah very simple uh as you can tell very different snares uh and it seems kind of like pretty drastic when you're listening when you're really paying attention to it but in the beat uh you know i think it's definitely needed uh, when you hear the full thing now the next step uh you know just add some hi-hats uh, now for me i typically go two closed hi-hats and an open hi-hat or a, a crash something like that that's like my go-to formula uh maybe i shouldn't be so predictable but it's just the way I am now. So these are a pretty simple little hi-hat patterns, nothing too crazy on this. You know, again, you don't want to go. I don't think you want to go something like too crazy, like trap hi-hats on something that's so like chill and smooth, you know, this one. So this is uh, just imagine like a little guy on his old little drum set, you know, two stepping it or whatever on the hi-hats. And, uh, you know, they're real simple here. Now they do switch every four uh, bars uh, again just kind of like those snares did because I want some variety since we don't have much variety in the melody um, you know so anyway check it out So yeah, there's that. Um, so that's basically it. I mean, the beat is more or less done. Again, it's a very simple beat. Uh, this one would be, in my opinion, more for a rapper that's like wanting to get lyrical or like deep and emotional about some shit, you know, because there's not a whole lot in the beat to get in their way. You know, they can really get into it, uh, you know, hear their breaths, all that shit. Uh, you know, for in the most part, I feel like you, you want the simpler beats for the, the songs you want to say some shit and then you want the crazier beats for like, you don't really have a lot of good words. You're just trying to, you know, ride the beat or whatever, you know, I don't know. There's like different uh, strategies, I'm sure, from different people, but that's kind of how I imagine it. Also, I could see someone singing on this, you know, if they really were gotten some deep R&B shit. Um, but yeah, uh, that's the beat. Now, it is available, this one, at the moment in my store at a 8 
Uh, I'm at the moment actually debating if I want to keep my beat store open uh, for another month in February is when I got to make this decision and it might already be February. I'm I'm not sure I'm making these before the episodes are out, of course. And, uh, you know, I'm just barely making profits, uh, just barely. So I don't know if it's worth it, you know, but at the moment it's athemo.beatstars.com. Uh, I've dropped my prices, honestly, in a lot of beats because, you know, let's just sell some leases. I understand times are tough for everyone. Um, I don't really do it to make money, but if I could, that'd be great. Um, so go there, check them out. Uh, and then here's the whole beat. And thanks for checking out this episode. Beats.